0: Recording
1: in progress.
0: Uh, uh,
2: Thank you, Chair Luxenberg, Planning Commissioners, staff, and members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito Council Chambers at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. With that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here, Commissioner Feller, here, Vice-Chair Junius, Chair Luxenberg, here, we have achieved quorum. Back to you, Chair.
0: Thank you very much, Director Phipps. Uh, First, uh, next item on the agenda is approval of the agenda. Do I have a motion to approve?
3: So moved. Second.
0: Uh, Director Phipps, please call roll.
2: Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxenberg. Yes. Motion passes.
0: Next item on the agenda is public comments for items not on the agenda. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could explain uh, the procedure.
2: Happy to give some explanation. This is time for the Planning Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda. Except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Commission may refer matters not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject be agendized at a future meeting. Uh, Video or audio public comment is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in person or in the Zoom application, and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. Back to you, Chair.
0: Uh, Thank you. Is there any uh, members on Zoom? Uh, There's no members in the audience, so. Uh, with that, we'll move on to item number four, Planning Commission Minutes from the July 26th meeting. Uh, look for a m- uh, motion to approve. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Uh, any discussion about those minutes? No, uh, I, w- I just wanted to mention to Director Phipps, I thought those mini- minutes were well done, uh, better than previous minutes actually. So just I wanted to note that. Thank uh, with you. that, could you call the roll?
2: Yes, Commissioner Sod. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commis- yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice-Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxenberg. Yes. Motion passes.
0: Uh, next item is uh, business items. Uh, we have item 5A, 446 to 448 Sausalito Boulevard and 77 Crescent Avenue. This is a uh, fi- uh, final map, I believe. Uh, and Rob uh, is here to present thank you
2: yeah chair sure. we have senior planner Robert Busick joining us this evening to provide some background info in connection with the item uh, mr. Busick the floor is yours
4: good evening chair Luxenberg, members of the Commission my name is Robert Busick uh, senior planner here at the city of Sausalito and this is my first uh, time in front of the Commission um, that the applicant David s Holub, is requesting the Planning Commission certification of this parcel map uh, Case 2022-00171 for 446 and 448 Sausalito Boulevard and 77 Crescent Avenue. The action, uh, this action is required in accordance with Sausalito Municipal Code section 9.55.040 prior to recordation of the parcel map. Uh, This parcel map application has been reviewed by the Southern Marin Fire District Planning, uh, the Planning Division, the Public Works Department, uh, and the City Surveyor, and has been found to be consistent with the approved uh, tentative map for this project. Um, SMC section 9.55.040 requires the Planning Commission to give final approval of the parcel map prior to uh, the applicant submitting this document for signature and recordation. And this certification is a procedural formality associated with uh, an already approved project. Um, with that, I'm happy to answer any questions.
0: Uh, thank you, Rob. Uh, questions from the commission. Uh, okay. Uh, my only quick question was uh, the staff report said it was in substantial completion and stencil compliance with the tentative map. Were there any changes at all, or was it just the same?
4: No. The, the parcel map is exactly the same as was proposed. Um, and further, a uh, condominium project uh, for three units um, is associated with this parcel map.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, with that, uh, 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 do, we, do, we, do we need a motion to approve or how, what, what's the appropriate motion?
1: Um, I will defer oh, to. I'm
0: th- sorry, we have to public comment for this item. We should take public comment. Yes, yes. we'll take public comment. Uh, at this time we'll have public comment on item 5a Uh, anybody in the audience uh, should fill out a speaker card and anybody on zoom should raise your hand
2: looking to the audience for raised hands seeing none looking to the zoom application seeing none
0: Uh, thank you director Phipps at this I'll look for a motion Uh, is it for approval or what's the actual motion that we need
2: Um, I, I will defer to city attorney on this one but I believe it would be approval to
5: certify.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, the approval of, of, the, of the parcel map. Approval of the parcel map. So uh, I'm looking for a motion for approval of the parcel map.
3: I'll make a motion to approve the parcel map for APN 065-222-60 as presented this evening.
6: Second.
0: Director Phipps if you could take roll please.
2: Happy to chair. Commissioner Assad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxenberg. Yes. Motion passes.
0: Uh, at this time, we'll move on to item six, communications uh, Director Phipps. I'll uh, look for a presentation from the department if there is one.
2: Yeah, I just had uh, one communication item this evening. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of presenting um, a CDD update as staff liaison to the Economic Development Advisory Committee. The presentation touched on past present and future actions, improvements, and identified priorities taken within CDD with a particular focus on economic development, um, improvements to the department, and expressed council priorities for the coming year. So as this is the planning commission, I wanted to briefly touch on permitting and uh, discretionary project approvals. So when I joined the city about 11 months ago, I estimate that there were over 90 outstanding planning project permit applications that were in need of processing. Much of them were associated with uh, what I'd call potentially impactful projects uh, which required discretionary review. That number stands at 34 today. And we actually um, crossed a few more off of our list at our planning meeting earlier. So let's call it 31, representing a reduction of approximately two-thirds within less than a year. Uh, From a more general level, inclusive of planning, building, and certain public works permits, We have not only processed but issued around 810 permits in the last 11 months, which have a total project valuation of approximately $40 million. Uh, The most common permits issued in the last year are related to residential buildings and encroachments. So these efforts, in my opinion, reflect greater efficiencies within the department, address previous backlogs that have challenged the department, and represent a strong foundational form of economic development through bringing value to our city to the tune of around 40 million. Uh, all while helping to change the tides of perception of our department from the perspective of efficient permit processing. So this would not have been possible without CDD's excellent planning staff, admin staff, and city attorney, Neil Toft, Kristen Taiki, Robert Busick, Matthew Mandich, Catherine Spalding, Maria Hernandez, and Sergio Rudin. I am extremely grateful for all of their efforts and hard work. So thank you, staff, for your continued commitment to improving our department and this beautiful city. And this goes without saying, but I will also say it. This would not have been possible without the valuable input and decision making abilities of our planning commission. We have made progress on a number of complicated discretionary review projects over the last year. And I am grateful for our ability to collaborate for the benefit of this city thank you all as well for your collaboration, expertise, and commitment. Um, if you'd like to review a copy of the presentation, I'm happy to share it with the commission or any interested members of the public that does it for me, chair, thank you.
0: Uh, thank you, director Phipps. And I second the excellent work you and your staff have been doing over the last, um, 10 months, 11 months or so, uh, with that, we'll, let's move on to a presentation from the city attorney, if any. Uh, uh city attorney rudin is uh is there any items of that you have uh, for this evening
7: no i do not thank you
0: okay thank you uh city attorney rudin with that i will have report outs from the planning commissioners on uh various uh working groups that we have uh ferry landside uh working group uh commissioner feller commissioner Junius.
3: Well, i think there's nothing to report since we <laughs> we haven't been meeting it's uh it's uh here at the planning commission so the working group has not been meeting.
0: <laughs> thank you i need to do it it's on the list so uh the housing element working group uh commissioner fellow commissioner Saad.
3: there's nothing specific for the working group to uh, report out on i know that um director phipps and community development department are working hard on the environmental impact report and um, we can uh, report out on objective design and development standards and where that stands um, in in a moment here.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, I'm gonna add a couple items to the the housing element because it seems to be the logical place. There are two uh, legislative laws that are in the process at the moment, AB 976, which eliminates the home ownership provision for ADUs which was approved by the legislature in the last week or so and is on the governor's desk, and AB 1033, which allows the sale of ADUs as condominiums. And that has also been approved by the legislature and on the governor's desk. So therefore, I'm guessing the ADU ordinance that we just amended will need to be amended in the future. So I'm just flagging that for the commission and uh, the CDDs. So, Uh, With that um, move on. uh, any further items on the housing element working group. No,
3: not at this time.
0: Okay Uh, Parklets uh, uh, That's Commissioner Fowler and myself. Uh, We're we're going to be having a meeting of the working group soon. I think Uh, uh, Is there a date set for that or we don't know yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay Uh, So there's nothing else to report the master plan working group Commissioner Fowler Commissioner side any updates on
1: that?
3: Uh, we'd just like to request that meeting, uh, that we hold that meeting uh, with yourself, Director Phipps, and um, City Attorney Rudin as well. Uh, this is incredibly time sensitive and important, so we'd like to move that forward.
0: Uh, next item is the Landslide Task Force. Have there been any meetings in the August hi- hiatus? Now?
3: No further meetings since the last time we met and nothing scheduled at this time.
0: Okay. and. Do any commissioners have any other items to report out on? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sensing a pause. Is there something to report or no? Not at this time. Not at this time. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll move on to item seven, uh, which is our public hearing portion of tonight's presentation. Uh, for the, Prior to that, I'll go and ask for any ex parte communications. Uh, Commissioner Saad.
6: Um, I did meet with um, Pat Zuck and John Flevin on August 21st and listened to um, some of the comments that are also on public record for the evening. We did not engage in any um, merits of the project for the very landslide, um, but I'd like to declare that. And I don't have anything else to report besides visiting um the other site as a, a walk by 46 curry uh no conversations with the um property owner
0: uh thank you commissioner Sod commissioner graff um
5: no no
0: commissioner feller
3: nothing to declare
0: uh commissioner junius
5: nothing to declare uh
0: i uh i also met with uh, uh john flavin and pat zuck on a different day than than you did commissioner Sod. And I also uh, just listened and told them I can only tell them things I had said at the previous meeting, which I, I uh, so there were no ex parte communications. And I also walked by uh, the site on Curry, but not, did not uh, interact with anybody during that visit. Uh, with that, let's, uh, we'll go to item 7A, which is the very landslide and turn it over to Mr. McGowan.
8: Uh, Good evening, Chair Luxembourg and members of the Planning Commission. I'm Kevin McGowan, the Public Works Director for the city of Sausalito. It's good to see everybody this evening. And uh, this evening we are returning to the Planning Commission seeking approval for the Ferry Landsite Improvement Project, which is a city capital improvement project. Becky Dower from BKF Engineers will be making the presentation regarding the changes requested by the Planning Commission on July 26, 2023. Um, We have an updated presentation uh, which uh, to be honest some of the colors in the original one they didn't pop out as much so we had to make some changes but um, regardless uh, we've got an updated presentation for this evening and I apologize for an error on one of the attachments attachment three in particular the last sentence of the memo should read based on this analysis the implementation of this project does not violate the intent of ordinance 1128 oops I forgot, I I missed that one. So uh, many thanks to a member of the public for catching it. (laughs) I can't catch everything. So I will turn the presentation over to Becky at this point to review the changes you have requested as well as some of the interactions we have had with Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District in the last month. I will have some additional comments towards the end of the presentation as well. Becky, are you with us this evening to lead us through the presentation?
9: I am here, Kevin, and I'm ready to go.
8: Great. Thanks, Becky. Go ahead.
9: All right. Next slide, please. Thank you, Kevin, for the introduction. As Kevin noted, my name is Becky Dower, and I'm with BKF Engineers. I'm a civil engineering consultant to the city. I've been working on this project with Kevin and other staff for a number of years now. Next slide this is the third time that we have taken this project to the planning commission but nonetheless i'll give everybody a rundown of of generally what we're trying to do here with this project Uh, the graphic that you see in front of you this is um, our current site plan for the project the project involves the expansion of the ferry plaza in parking lot one um in place removing some of the parking stalls in parking lot one to expand that plaza There's also improvements that include some circulation enhancements, um, some additional sidewalk um, improvements and an area to queue and park bicycles during summer months for patrons who um, choose to get on the ferry with their bicycle. As I noted, I've been working on this project with the city for a number of years since 2019, in fact, Um, and the city as well as design staff have taken this project out to the public for feedback since January, 2021. Uh, So over on the right hand side of the slide you can see all the various public engagements that the project has gone through. Um, Most recently we brought this project to the planning commission in July of 2023 um, after meeting with a planning commission subcommittee. It was at that July uh, 2023 meeting where we got some feedback that changed um, some of the, the layout of the site. Following that meeting, we also re-engaged with Golden Gate Bridge and Harbor Transportation District to review the modified site plan um, and get some feedback from them on improvements that they would need in order to support the project. Next slide, please. So the city of Sausalito has received grant funding from FTA. Um, it's being administered through Golden Gate um, and the funds are approximately $2.5 million, including $100,000 that the city is um, into the project through local match the grant requires that the project enhance circulation for pedestrians and cyclists through increasing the size of the plaza so that is the goal of the project is increase the size of the plaza and develop enhancements to improve circulation and queuing so the purpose of this meeting today we're here to show you our revised site plan based on feedback that we received in july And we are looking to gain support of the project and this new layout so that we can commence final design bidding and ultimately construction of the Plaza improvements. Next slide, please. Great. There's a lot here to read. Don't worry about diving into this Um, subsequent slides. We're going to go topic by topic and we're going to cover specifically the feedback that we had received from the planning commission in July. And then we will review the modifications that we made to the project plan or enhancements that we added to address each one of these topics here. Uh, so in general topics included trees on the plaza, um, ways to control bicycle queuing and wayfinding, discussions around um, plaza size and the amount of parking that the, pl- that the uh, parking lot should have, excuse me. We talked about the existing kiosk um, and then what to do with Tracy Way, whether to keep it open traffic or close it. We talked benches and bioretention, we talked ways to keep the queues separated and controlled and we discussed lighted bollards. Um, So with that, let's go ahead and jump into each one of these topics in more detail on the following slides. Right next slide. Great. So let's start with trees. So we had received feedback from the planning commission in July that trees should be included on the plaza. but. Trees should not be placed in front of the Yacht Club. Um, So you can see on the graphic to your right at the top, the Yacht Club parking lot. Um, We previously had trees shown um, on a widened sidewalk in front of the Yacht Club. That sidewalk has been removed and also the trees in that area have been removed. Uh, We also received feedback that the number of trees should be reduced, the spacing should be increased, and we should be considerate of uh, finding a tree species where the canopy can be quite high so that we do not obstruct views so in response to that, we have modified our layout, we've gone down from I think we had nearly a dozen trees to four trees that you see there as a the green circles on the right, um, spaced out and we have picked a Chinese pistache tree that has um, a relatively tall canopy, um, it has a canopy that you can see through even at that when it's when it hasn't reached its its mature height. Um, So we believe that these modifications address the Planning Commission request to include the trees, but be more considerate sight lines, not only at the Yacht Club, but on the plaza. Right, next slide, please. The next topic that we talked about is bicycle queuing. And this topic admittedly, uh, you know, ties into other topics that we're gonna cover in more detail throughout this presentation, but I'm just taking these in the order in which um, we receive feedback from Planning Commission. So bicycle queuing. Commission had requested that we look for an alternative to queuing such that we did not need to queue bicycles in front of the Yacht Club. Um, And by queuing, I mean patrons standing with the bicycle in their hands in a line waiting to get on the ferry. So we have moved the queuing away from the Yacht Club, We are no longer queuing bicycles on that sidewalk in front of the Yacht Club. And we are instead directing bicycles as shown in that dash green line on the image below, um, along the Plaza and down Tracy way. So this queuing route, assuming that we have a combination of people standing two to three abreast with their bicycles, can accommodate somewhere between 200 and 250 people standing queued in line with their bicycles. All right, next slide, please. Wayfinding was a big discussion topic when we met back in July. We'd received some feedback that the planning commission was interested in seeing some specifics on how we intend to stripe and sign the plaza and the areas adjacent to parking lot one so that we can direct users, particularly cyclists to the correct location on the plaza and then help to keep those cues orderly and, and well-structured on the plaza itself. In response to that comment, we have developed, um, I have a number of slides here we've developed um, an signage and striping approach that we would like to implement on the plaza. These improvements are generally consistent with what Golden Gate is currently doing out on the Golden Gate Bridge, for instance. Um, Some of these images that you see over here on the right hand side, these are images of signs and stripes that Golden Gate is currently using. So these will be familiar to people who have used their bikes to cross over the bridge and who are um, endeavoring to get on the ferry in Sausalito. Next slide, please. So there's a number of different wayfinding elements here. And the first one we're gonna talk about is signage. Uh, so this graphic has a number of different signs and sign types that we're gonna walk through. Uh, so we'll start, uh, if you see the legend over there on left, we'll just go top to bottom through that legend. The green squares, these represent by wayfinding signs. So these are signs, they look like roadside signs along bridgeway um, and along anchor to help direct people who are coming into town on their bike to understand that they need to turn up anchor and then ultimately turn onto Tracy way to either park their bike or enter the queue of bikes to get on to the ferry. The next set of signs um, that we show on this graphic here, they are pedestrian and cyclist pavement markers and signs to help uh, direct the queues. So this could be, this will be a combination of um, ground markings, those symbols that we saw a moment ago that show you know, people and bicycles to help people understand where they need to line up and where they shouldn't be, as well as some signs that could be posted along that same route to reinforce above ground level where we intend bikes and pedestrians to be. Um, There's additional signs that we would intend to place on the plaza as well. So these signs, they're shown by the red star, These would be at areas that we'd consider, you know, conflict points, areas where you might have a lot of people congregating in in a tight area, or you might have paths of people crossing. Um, And so these signs would make people aware that this is a place to queue, but this is also a place for people to walk through. And then last but not least, we want to make sure that we connect ferry riders with the ticket booth. Um, so we are looking at placing signs, uh, graphic signs that illustrate where you would go to get your ticket so that we avoid confusion and, and have people potentially with bikes um, circumnavigating the entire parking lot. So the sign will help people connect directly to the ticket booths. I do want to note that we understand that the, during peak seasons when we see a lot of the bike traffic, when we see a lot of the queuing happen, um, and so we understand that um the city might be interested in pursuing temporary signs rather than permanent signs for some of these sign locations, interior to the plaza. So this could take the form of either sandwich board style signs that get put out, or more likely these would be, um, you know, metal signs on a standard signpost that would then be fitted into a sleeve in the concrete that could then be removed outside of peak use time so that there was not sign clutter in the plaza next slide, please. Let's take a look at some of the bike the bike wayfinding signs in particular. Uh, so these again are the signs that we would have as roadside signs on Bridgeway and Anchor. We understand that a lot of the bicycle traffic that we have coming to the plaza are tourists who may or may not speak English. So we are looking for signs that are easily recognizable. They are similar or or in in general conformance with other Marin County bicycle rights route signs. Excuse me. And they provide information in a very simple fashion. Uh, So on the right hand side, you can see a couple of the signs that we intend to use to help direct people who are riding their bike into town so they can get over onto the plaza. Right, next slide please. The pavement markers, uh, the circles that we had looked at on the previous graphic, um, those are again pavement like markers on the pavement, they could be integral to the concrete or they could be striped onto the concrete, but these would be markers that would indicate where we intend the different users of the plaza to queue as they're waiting in line to get on the ferry. Um, We are partial to really simple, really simple looking uh, markers so that it's not, um, you know, it doesn't visually obstruct the plaza when there's not a queue, but that it's obvious enough for people to understand uh, that all these subsequent markers mean that this is um, an area to queue here. And again, we'd have different markers for bikes versus pedestrians and where we intend to queue those two different users. Next slide, please. And then some of the signs. So these are, uh, we're talking about signs that are interior to the plaza here, the ticketing and queuing signs. Um, We have a few graphics of different signs that we intend to use. Um, The sign that you see, the blue circle with the two users, again, that's a sign that Goldgate's already using on the bridge. That's going to be a familiar sign for for patrons by the time they make it to the plaza. Excuse me. So we would intend to have a a very similar sign or the same sign that would help people understand that there's a lane over here for, for cyclists to line up in, there's a line over here for pedestrians. For the ticketing, um, a real simple graphic, you know, sort of the the uh, you know sign for for a ticket, something similar to that um, would be used so that people could understand, along with the directional arrow, which way they go to get their ticket. In addition to the signs, in addition to the pavement markers, we would also like to consider um, stanchions and removable separators to help keep the queues separate. Um, these items are not integral to the design. They're not features that would be constructed with the project. They don't necessarily would show up on a construction document set. These would be um, you know, basically administrative um, features that would be deployed by Golden Gate when they have the peak usage season. Um, and so those stanchions or or separators will work well with some of the features that we have on the plaza to help better define and sort of corral users into two separate queues. Um, we have subsequent slides that will show those cues. And so we'll, we'll circle back on the stanchions in just a moment. All right, next slide, please. We had received feedback from planning commission in July that the size of the plaza seemed too large for what we were trying to accomplish, which is improving circulation and queuing um, for patrons endeavoring to get on the ferry. Um, we have we understand that the Planning Commission views this project as a ferry transportation terminal um, project, and and wanted to streamline the, the design to address that component that it, it is a transportation terminal. Um, also, looking to conserve as much parking as possible by minimizing the size of the plaza. So we have made some design revisions and reduced the size of the plaza. Uh, so I have several subsequent slides here that we're going to run through. It's going to take us uh, from existing conditions to where we were in July to where we are now. Um, and then I have some comparison slides. So we'll walk through those one at a time here. Next slide, please. All right. So this first graphic, this is the plaza under current conditions today. It shows the parking lot one and, and the plaza over there on the um, right hand side. Um, You can see there's a line of greenery over near the right-hand side that more or less represents the edge of your existing plaza. All right, next slide. This is a site plan that we had prepared and presented to Planning Commission back in July. So this layout included a large expanded plaza. It also included a 20 foot wide walkway that went along the frontage of the Sausalito Yacht Club and then subsequently went along um, the northern edge there of parking lot one before tying back over towards Spinnaker and Humboldt Street, that intersection there. Um, This was the plan that, that the Planning Commission had reviewed and had feedback on in July. Next slide. Following feedback from the planning commission that they wanted to uh, look at reducing the size of the plaza. Um, they wanted to look at queuing of bicycles on the plaza instead of in front spinning, uh, instead of in front of the yacht club, excuse me, we prepared this modified version of the site plan, which we are presenting to you today. So this has reduced the size of the plaza that port plaza by about 2,500 square feet. So a pretty significant reduction in size. It has also omitted the new walkway in front of the Saludo Yacht Club. There is an existing sidewalk in front of the Yacht Club. We intend to retain that sidewalk, but we are not proposing any sidewalk improvements in front of the Yacht Club. We are, however, proposing a five foot sidewalk that would run along the northern side of parking lot one and connect over towards uh, the Spinnaker and Humble intersection. This walkway is intended to provide pedestrian circulation. We understand that a lot of ferry users don't necessarily park in parking lot. One, they can park in parking lot two or subsequent lots and that the prevailing path of travel is down Humboldt uh, towards Gabrielson park. And then what is currently, they ultimately cut right through the middle of parking lot one to get over to the ferry terminal. So that narrow sidewalk that you see on the north side of the, of the parking lot there that is intended for pedestrian circulation, not intended for standing and queuing. If we direct our attention down to the south side of the plan adjacent to Vina Del Mar, um, you are, we are looking at Tracy Way, but we are looking at Tracy Way being elevated now uh, to function more as like a pedestrian promenade. Uh, so you see that concrete hatch along Tracy Way just north of the park. Um, that's representing elevating Tracy Way up to the parking, uh, excuse me, up to sidewalk or up to plaza level so that we have a consistent surface and we don't have any grade differences. We don't have any change in surfacing between the former Tracy Way and the plaza. So what this approach does is it helps us to narrow up the plaza quite a bit, but to lengthen it so that the plaza shape conforms more to how we would intend to queue um, bicyclists and pedestrians. Next slide,
10: please.
8: Becky, before you go too far, um, the the, um, sidewalk on the east side wasn't necessarily included in your recommendations from the Planning Commission. This came up from our interactions with Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District and our observations in the field. We're finding that a lot of patrons who um, need to go to the ferry or that plaza area, and who park in maybe lots two, three, and four, they walk down the middle of the roadway and in the parking lot behind parked cars or cars that are are backing up which is an unsafe condition and so installing a sidewalk in this location was recommended by the district and it is also recommended from a safety perspective I just wanted to bring that up of where that came from and it wasn't necessarily what you brought up in your in our last interactions thanks Becky and, and if I and may uh, <laughs> director
2: McGowan and excuse me Becky just want to clarify what we mean when we say the, the sidewalk on the east side Uh, I think you can see my cursor on the screen here, and this is the sidewalk that we're referring to. Is that correct? That's correct. Alrighty. Thank you, director.
9: All right. Uh, Thank you for that clarification. That is an important point. Uh, So this exhibit that you're looking at now, this is an overlay of the existing conditions and our current site plan that we're presenting here to Planning Commission today. Uh, the existing conditions just show up as the imagery and the, the light gray line work in the back. And so the blue color that you see on top, that is the current proposed site plan. Uh, so that gives you a quick comparison of the changes that we are proposing. Um, if you can direct your attention over to the very edge of the blue line work, where you can see you know, on the aerial below there's there's a, a row of vegetation, that is not quite, but that is generally the edge of the existing plaza for reference. Uh, So that gives you an idea of how much we're expanding the plaza. In some cases, it's feet. In other cases, it goes out about an additional 20 feet. Um, Then you can also see um, Tracy Way very clearly there, elevated up, essentially working as uh, an extension to the plaza or promenade into the plaza.
3: Becky, sorry to interrupt you, but could you um, explain where you are describing again, or uh, Director McGowan, can you use uh, maybe the laser just to make sure we know where you're referring to? Thank you, sorry yeah. for the interruption.
9: Whoever is, uh, Yeah, of course we can do that. Whoever has the presentation, if you hold down control on your keyboard and then your left mouse, you should get a cool laser pointer.
8: Okay, so I'll try to step in here. They give me a laser, which might not be a good idea. So uh, Becky is describing Tracy Way, which is right here. This is a uh, street that comes into it as well. And the wider sections that she's talking about have to do with this little bulb out right in here that's a little bit different than the original ones that we actually presented.
9: Thank you. All right, any other clarifications before we go to the next slide? Great, so this right here, this is an overlay of the site plan that we brought to Commission back in July and the site plan that we are bringing forth to you today. So in this case, the the blue or the purple lines that you see, those are the, that's a previous site plan and the really dark lines that you see it's, it's it's a black color that is our current proposed site plan that we are bringing forth today so you can see the the wide walkway in front of the yacht club as well as that wide walkway that was on uh sort of the north or the east side of the parking lot has been omitted and replaced with a portion of five foot sidewalk um if you go down towards the you know the main plaza where we have um the loading area, the generally the area where Kevin was just highlighting with, with the laser pointer there, you can see that we have, uh, we have narrowed up the plaza considerably, um, in the realm of, of 20 feet or so. And then you can also see that we have included now Tracy way into the plaza. Um, we used to leave Tracy way from the previous iteration at existing grade. And now it's elevated up to plaza elevation to better facilitate queuing in that area. All right. any questions or anything that Kevin can point out with the laser pointer
11: here.
0: Uh, just one quick one. If I understood your striping plan for the bicycles and the pedestrian ways, that is to the right of the bollards uh, on the water side of the bollards
9: on the water side of the bollards. And I have a graphic. That's going to make that clear here in just a
3: minute. Okay. So that is correct. On the water side. Thank,
9: of the bollards.
0: thank you for that clarification.
3: One other question. Um, and I'm looking down at where El Portal sort of is a, uh, in essence a, a roundabout, a turn turnaround there. Are, are you infringing into El Portal into that street area? No, the, the curb line is staying outside of El Portal in
9: that area. Um, we are tying into an existing sidewalk. Oh, Kevin, if you have your laser pointer, this could be a handy one. There's this little sidewalk sliver between Vina del Mar and El Portal. Yes, whoever has a cursor, great. Um, We're tying into that existing sidewalk there. That's existing sidewalk that we're connecting into. And then we're just filling that little area between the sidewalk there and the plaza. So all of that is currently outside of, of that turning radius of, of El Portal.
3: Okay. Thank you.
9: Of course, anything else?
8: Nope. Keep going, Becky.
9: Great. Okay. Next slide, please. The next item that we had received feedback on was the removal of parking, or rather, um, the request to limit how much parking is going to be removed with the increased plaza. Uh, we understand that we need to increase the plaza. That is the the purpose of the project. That is the aim of of the grant is to increase the size so that we can better accommodate uh tourists queuing and, and circulating. So there is some amount of parking loss that is going to be a trade-off to increasing the size of the plaza. The site plan that we had presented back in July entailed the removal of 38 parking spaces in lot one, as well as eleven parking spaces on Tracy Way the site plan that we brought back in july didn't actually modify tracy way per se like you could still you know park a vehicle on there but the plan was to close off tracy way to um to vehicle traffic so those parking spaces would essentially be um, non-accessible for use the site plan that we bring forward today includes removal of 22 parking spaces so considerably less than the original uh, proposal and it still involves removing those 11 parking spaces on Tracy way. However, with elevating the Tracy way up to the plaza level, those parking spaces would be um, not usable in your There'd be no vehicle access to that area indefinitely. Next slide. All right, um, Planning Commission had also requested that um, the existing kiosk well maybe not requested. They had they conceded that the existing kiosk can remain on the plaza in place. Um, so our site plan accommodates that, that kiosk in place. We understand, um, that, that, that kiosk has some plans to be used in the future for, you know, brochures or, or, or tourist information. So we have made some updates to our site plan to build around that kiosk, to make that more, more of a hub essentially for information getting. So you can see the graphic on the right near the kiosk, which is shown in purple, we are relocating the Sally Stanford water fountain. Um, that's shown in blue, that's going to be adjacent to a currently landscaped area. We intend to keep that area landscape. There's a bunch of utility boxes there, um, that's shown in green. And then, um, we would put the new ferry ticket vending machines in that area as well. So this would become sort of the hub for getting, you know, your tickets or your information and a drink before you hop in line. Next slide please. All right. At our last meeting, we received feedback that commission would be okay with closing off Tracy way to vehicle traffic indefinitely. Um, So in response to that, and as well as in response to the need to queue bikes on the plaza and on Tracy way, um, we have decided to elevate Tracy way to make it essentially like a really wide sidewalk in this area. Uh, So the image that you see there, I've got a screenshot of um, what it looks like today at tracy way it is it is level it is at at vehicle elevation you could drive in and out of that area although it is typically um, cordoned off so that there is no vehicle access under our proposed plan that would all be elevated so it would be like having a continuous wide sidewalk down tracy way it'd be like driving next to a six inch curb if you were going up anchor street it'd feel just like a continuation of a sidewalk in that area now we do intend to get cyclists off of the road here at Tracy Way. They'll be coming up Bridgeway, turning on Anchor, and then making that right onto Tracy Way. Um, so we have rolled curb in our current design. I've got an example image of rolled curb there over on the far right. Um, so you can take a bicycle up that curb easily. Um, you could take an emergency vehicle up that curb as well. Uh, but what this curb doesn't do is it doesn't look like a driveway. So we don't get motors accidentally turning onto Tracy way and driving where we have bikes queued. And it doesn't look like a curb ramp or a place where pedestrians would be encouraged to cross the street. So that's why we went with the rolled curb um, in that location there. Next slide, please. Benches, um, we've received feedback that the bench selection should be more comfortable. And ideally consistent with adjacent parks and downtown areas. We intend to have benches around the four trees. Uh, so the benches would surround the tree wells. Um, so in that case, having a bench that you could miter so that you can get a continuous bench would be beneficial. Uh, we also are going to propose to have benches, uh, near the waterfront, replacing the existing, the, like rock benches near the waterfront with new benches. Uh so the bench that we show down um on the bottom left, it says proposed bench. That is the bench style that we are proposing. It's it can have that mitered fit to go around the trees. It has a back on it, so it's it's a more comfortable bench. That's that's a current proposal. An alternative bench, I mean there's a there's a ton of alternative benches, but um a bench that we see often in the downtown area and in the adjacent parks is the one that you see on that bottom right. Um, this is a more standard park like bench with the curved back and the curved seat um, and like ornate raw iron supports. Um, that picture is actually at Vina Del Mar so it's, there's several benches of that same flavor and style um, right adjacent to the plaza. All right, Next slide. Bioretention. All right. So the city has a permit from the state water board to operate their storm drain system. Uh, That permit known as the MS4 permit requires the city or anybody who gets a development permit through the city to provide bio treatment of their stormwater runoff before it enters the city storm drain system. The trigger for needing to comply with that permit is if you have over 5,000 square feet of new or replaced impervious area. So in the case of our project, even though the entire parking lot and the plaza are currently paved, they're hardscape, if we replace that hardscape with new, different hardscape and thereby change the drainage patterns, we are required under this MS4 permit to provide bio-treatment of the runoff from the newer, replaced impervious. In this case, the plaza, before the water enters the storm drain system. So, all that being said, the project previous iterations of the project had us over that 5,000 square foot threshold with newer, replaced impervious surface area. Our current iteration is right at the crux of of that threshold. Um, And so in in light of that, staff recommends that we have this bioretention system to enhance the stormwater filtration um, so that there's no issues with the permit and just for good practice. These bioretention areas, they're not very mystical. They are landscape-based features. I've got uh, like a rendering graphic there on the bottom to show what they typically look like. They have gentle side slopes down to a basin. They do allow for the ponding of water during storm events up to six inches. Um, These are planted typically with, with, you know, flowering plants and grasses and such. Uh, So they can be quite attractive. They, again, are landscape based. There's not like structures or, you know, anything dangerous. They're not, they don't treat wastewater. It's for stormwater runoff. Uh, So there's there's no concerns with odors um, or there's no real trip fall hazards here. Uh, however, we do understand that um, with the incorporation, of the bioretention area system does have slopes that um, we should look at including a fence or perhaps bollards with ropes, similar to style what we have at the Sausalito Yacht Club around this area just to prevent people from wandering into this area because it does have some uh, topography, so to speak. As for the location of the bioretention area, if you look at the graphic over on the right, you can see a blue circle um, over there outside of the, the northern or northeastern limits of parking lot one, that represents the area where we intend to put the bioretention area. The blue line, that blue, the polygon that surrounds the greater area, that is the property line that is associated with parking lot one. So that is that is a boundary of city property. And so the bioretention area, although it might appear to be encroaching a part in the Gabrielson Park, is actually on you know, parking lot one city property. Uh, Kevin, if you have anything to add to that, uh, please do jump in.
8: I think you covered it, Becky. I think the intent of that one particular picture off to the right-hand side is that it appears that Gabrielson Park is encroaching into the property that is generally um, owned by the city and was donated by, uh, not necessarily donated, but uh, we, we received it from the State Lands Commission back in the 50s. It's not part of Gabrielson Park, which is the upper triangle that I haven't highlighted in the picture.
6: All right, great. Next slide, please. May, may I ask one quick question here? Just back on that <clears throat> trigger, um, Becky, just from the last meeting, it was um, explicitly stated that it's a 10,000 square feet um, change to impervious service that would trigger it, not the 5,000. Is that just an updated notation or?
9: Yes, uh, very, very astute observation. The previous iteration of the permit and the guidance that City of Sausalito follows was 10,000 square feet. So the project initially would be covered under that 10,000, but the the limits have been changed down to 5,000 square feet. This project has been uh, going on through a number of years. And so we've now fallen into a a tighter threshold for that. And, And I...
7: I can also confirm that I've looked at the terms of the MS4 permit, and it does have a trigger for uh, uh, treatment of runoff surface water at 5,000 feet, square feet. Those are termed regulated projects. However, even projects below that threshold, um, uh, 2,500 square feet to 5,000 square feet, have to take some steps, uh, but not as comprehensive of steps to uh, address water quality issues. So there, there are even requirements for smaller projects, but typically those can be you know, addressed by other listed items that are not a bioretention facility.
3: Uh, just a follow on to that, Commissioner aside, Becky, you mentioned we're right on the threshold of the 5,000, how far over are we?
8: The, we are, have impervious surface of 4,757, or is it, is that right, Becky?
9: Yeah, I think so, it's, yeah, right around 46 or 4,700. So a couple hundred square feet under.
8: It's in attachment three as well.
3: So we are currently under the 5,000. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Thank you. Okay,
9: Becky. Please. All right, queuing separation. Um, So commission had requested that they understand features that could be used to control the queues and keep the queues separated. Um, So at this site, we do have a few different uh, traffic patterns, essentially, that we're working with. One is bicycles. So those are people who are queuing, standing in line with their bicycles. Another is pedestrian queue. So people standing in line, trying to get on to the ferry. Um, And then the third traffic pattern is um, patrons who are circulating, who might be disembarking or who might be enjoying the plaza but not actively standing in a queue. So we have those three distinct uh, traffic patterns um, circulating about the plaza. We also have a loading area Um, It's shown there with that crosshatch on the graphic over to the left, um, and there's a curb ramp from the loading area up to the plaza. Um, That's a very special type of area, circulation area that we want to be sure to protect as well. Um, If you look at the two graphics near the bottom of the slide, um, those illustrate what that loading area generally looks like. Um, This graphic isn't detailed to our specific situation, but it's pretty similar. Um, so a vehicle would stop and they would let their passengers out into that, that cross hatched area, and then they would go up a curb ramp, like a ramp up to the plaza and then be into the plaza for people who are getting, you know, either dropped off or picked up at the loading zone. We want to make sure that they are separate and protected from everything else that's going on, on the plaza in terms of queuing and circulation. So we are proposing a row of bollards um, They're lighted bollards that are gonna sit back uh, 12 feet from the curb. Uh, There's space such, so it's very tight spacing so that um, you can get through, it's accessible, you can get a wheelchair um, through those, but it would discourage people from trying to get into that area for queuing. Uh, So I have an image of some bollards there at the bottom. We have a much, much greater separation between the curb and the bollards in our case, but the separation between the bollards in that image and what we show on plan is, is pretty consistent. So it's essentially a row of to protect and preserve that loading area so that you can freely circulate without being um, impacted by people who are
11: queuing.
0: Uh, Paki, can, can I ask you, I, I see that there are wheelchairs for uh, in the graphic on the bottom left, but is this also, if somebody were to just drop somebody off, would they be allowed to drop off in that area as well?
9: Yeah, absolutely. You could drop off in this area and and walk up that ramp. Um, We don't intend to put out any signs or striping that indicate this is only for um, people with accessibility needs. This would be anybody could drop off here. And in fact, we have enough real estate, we have enough width there in the vehicle travel lane to you could actually facilitate drop off on the plan north of that dashed area. Uh, so if you were able-bodied and willing to step up a curb, you could drop somebody off outside of that dashed area and they could simply step up a curb. They would still be afforded the same protections with the bollards. We have um, the lighted bollards that run the entire length of that curving, I don't know if you can see my hand, if I'm just doing this in my own world here, but that curving um, plaza edge there, the bollards follow that whole plaza edge. So that whole area would be a loading zone.
0: Can I ask you the, the graphic on the left seems to be a trapezoid the graphic on the right is a rectangle. Are those the same? Items
9: yeah, so, same exact items. It's a, just a little bit different layout. We've got a lot more space here um, So we didn't need to like have that bump out that created the trapezoid on the graphic on the bottom um, we just dedicated a space that would be like a, a patch space for people who who you know need a dedicated loading area and need like an accessible path um it's the same thing though just a slightly different configuration because we have a little bit more real estate in the parking lot
0: so if somebody was dropping somebody off that wasn't in a wheelchair that needed that much room they would they would drop off in the hatch space so that somebody could pass them somebody could drop off and somebody could get by them correct
9: We have enough space actually outside of that crosshatch to have a vehicle parked next to the crosshatch, as you see in that graphic at the bottom, and there's still enough space for vehicles who are circulating and not dropping off to continue around.
0: Okay. Thank you.
5: I have a question to follow up on this slide, please. Um, so, so all those lines there, this represents the three different, um, movement patterns of people at the time that a ferry is, has docked. People are waiting to get on with their bikes and regular people and people are starting to come off and and that blue line is supposed to represent the people with their bikes and or just people coming off the ferry and splitting and just kind of going there are going getting off the ferry and heading into the parking lot right. Right and and one way that they'll do that is to cross right in front of the zone we just talked about right so is it I mean, in the, the, the bollard photograph at the bottom, I, I understand there'll be more space between the curb and the bollards, but there'll be people getting off the ferry likely walking right in front of that loading zone, right? So as people are trying to get, off, get out of their cars, they're gonna be weaving their way through people getting off the ferry, right?
9: There could be there could be people entering the loading zone who are waiting for a ride, you know, to get picked up at the loading zone, who would be basically, you know, an inverse path of somebody who's trying to get onto the plaza. Um, I I don't think we see a lot of people with bikes getting off of the ferry at this location necessarily. Um, So I don't think that we would have a lot of people like queuing bicycles in this area. But but pedestrians who disembarked could certainly circulate through that area.
5: Thank you.
0: a follow up question on that, Becky, the, that blue line is also in addition to people getting off the ferry, people that are walking along the shoreline, uh, along from Gableson Park would also use the blue line basically to avoid the queuing that's going for the boats. Correct.
9: They, they could there, there would be no controls to prevent people from, you know, who are just circulating from walking into that area. That's correct.
8: Okay, thank you. Becky's got some additional slides that show just that. So you're you're ahead of us just ahead a of, head of a.
0: Head, head. Thank, thank you, me. Becky. If you could continue, thank you.
9: Absolutely. We have the same train of thought here. Next slide, please. We're going to go through each of these you know, traffic patterns or user groups sort of step by step, although it sounds like Commission's already got the, the hang of this. Um, this first graphic with the dash screen, this shows bicycle queuing. Um, the queuing starts on Tracy Way and then the queue would progress along the plaza and up towards the ferry terminal. We have a number of site features that we intend to use to help reinforce where that queue goes in addition to the signage and the pavement markings that we talked about earlier. Uh, So there's a couple of trees that you can see, maybe Kevin's got his laser pointer, we could get the little cursor out here. There's a couple of trees near the ferry terminal, Um, the edges of those trees, they help to separate areas the trees do in addition to the pavement markings and the signs so that's a physical feature as well as the water fountain and the the ticket vending machines down towards the south Uh, those are just physical obstructions that keep the bike queue in one area rather than starting to like get too wide or spill over into more of the plaza Uh, so Uh, that's our intended bike there no we're not routing it directly next to the waterfront we do want to keep the area near the waterfront open so that um, you know pedestrians who are circulating they have the ability to, you know, walk up and get a good
0: view at the waterfront. Uh, Becky, can I ask you on the bicycles? Uh, if you're if it's peak season and they're going down Bridgeway, you would have them to turn right onto Tracy Way. In non-peak season, uh, would the bicycles be allowed, or is the the with the curbing work if you went down El Portel, or you're gonna discourage people from going down El Portel because it's obviously shorter.
9: Yeah, we're going to discourage people from going down El Portal. The roadside signs for the cyclists, we intend those to be permanent signs so that we can always reinforce the behavior that we want people to go on a Tracy way, either get in the bike racks or start your queue there, because uh, we don't want to direct bikes to El Portal. There's just there's too much pedestrian circulation and in some vehicles that we, we would like to
11: discourage that movement.
8: Okay, thank you. However, people are people, and so... They will end up using El Portal. I think one of the intentions is to try to have them dismount before they get into the plaza itself. So that's why Becky is mentioning the rolled curbs and try to get people to get off of their bike before they start riding through the plaza itself.
0: So there will be a curb uh, rather than a ramp at the end of El Portel.
8: Yes, it's a rolled curb that she mentioned before on the previous slides.
12: Okay.
9: And that rolled curb would be on Anchor Street. Um, if, if the person with the cursor, who's doing a really good job, could point out over by um, Anchor, the corner of Anchor and, and Bridgeway, there's a little section of curb there that would be the rolled curb. So if you were coming up Bridgeway and made the right on the Anchor, you'd make the hard right on a Tracy, that would be rolled curb. You, you could ride your bike up that, although I would imagine most people would get off their bike to go over the rolled curb. Along um, El Portal, the little turning, you know, like the cul-de-sac on El Portal. That area, um, we have as just standard curb, so you'd be, unless you you know, are, are pretty good on bike, you probably wouldn't go over that curb with your bike.
8: So she's corrected me that it is a straight curb at the end of El Portel Port- and not a rolled curb, so my apologies.
0: So if somebody's in a wheelchair, they would stay on the opposite side on El Portel because there's ramps to get to the sidewalk there, and they would come up that side because that will equal the plaza without any barriers correct
8: both sides should have connectivity so you'll have connectivity on both sides of el portal you've got a sidewalk that should be at the same elevation same as here so there shouldn't be any issues if somebody's in a wheelchair coming from bridgeway over if you're parking in the parking lot one you have accessible parking over here and here connectivity is around the outside for these parking areas And then same with this one. You'll have a ramp that brings you up to the plaza elevation so that you have access.
0: Okay, Thank you.
9: Next slide,
8: please.
9: So these purple lines that you see on here, this represents pedestrian queuing. So these are people actively waiting to get um, on on the ferry themselves. This queue is is not so obstructive as the bicycle queue. Um, you know, the people are a little bit more flexible and accommodating, easier to get through because they're, they're not carrying a bicycle with them. Um, I show the pedestrian queue ending um, before we get over to the former trace away because this amount, this length of line, and assuming that we have people generally, you know, two to three, sometimes four breasts in their groups. Um, this, this area here, you can queue up about 250 people, which is generally what we would see get on the ferry on a busy day. So this is what we would imagine to be the extent of the length of that queue. Um, certainly there's additional space for pedestrians to queue if they needed to down Tracy, or to congregate you know, a little wider over near the, the kiosk or the ticket booth area. Uh, but this accommodates what Golden Gate has indicated is uh, pretty typical for peak season on a busy day.
0: And, and as you showed in the earlier slides, this would be on the actual pavement, you would see similar to the bridge or whatever, whether it's in color or or white, uh, would be a bicycle on one side and then this pedestrian on the other side. Uh, so the, it would be, it's going to be obvious, not only with signage, but because those were not in the plans that were submitted for this meeting. So, but you would intend in the final set of plans to have actual pavement markers as you showed as an example in the previous slide, is that correct?
9: Yes, Yeah. thank you for pointing that out. I I failed to mention um, some of the ways that we're going to control this queue. Again, the the pavement markers, so where where we have this purple line, that's where we would see the pedestrian markers and medallions on the ground. Where we showed the, the green dash line a minute ago for the bike queue, that's where you would see the bike symbols on the ground. Um, And then signage, we'd like to deploy signage that is, you know, not ground mounted, um, elevated signage, that signage would be placed between the trees. So those same two trees um, that we had looked at earlier, we looked at the bike queuing, on the other side of the trees is where we would put the pedestrian queue. So the pedestrian queue would be sandwiched between our row of trees and our row of bollards. So it, it really helps to channelize that group um between the trees and along where we would intend to route the pedestrian queue and the bike queue is where we'd want to deploy signage that could be removed during non-peak times so that would likely take the form of um you know a pictorial sign on a metal post that would be mounted into a sleeve in the plaza um, and then could be lifted out of that sleeve when that sign was not needed during um during like the winter months or or off-peak season and that those graphics on those signs would match the graphics that were on the ground to reinforce you know bikes over here pets over here
8: so i'd like to add a little bit to that um even though you see a graphic in front of you that shows a purple line or for those of us who are colorblind a little bit that looks green but regardless um, becky had mentioned we are intending to put some stencils down on the concrete (laughs) I would not, I'm not suggesting that where you see every single triangle in this depiction, we're going to have a, a stencil. We're going to work with our traffic engineer to take a look at where would be the appropriate places to actually put the stencil. We don't want to put over-signage in. We don't want to deter from the beauty of the area by having too many signs. So that, that is something that we have to be concerned about. So um, that's one of the reasons why Becky is also suggesting some of these uh, uh, temporary signs that you put in a sleeve. So if you do have a heavy season in the summertime, during the week, you can put a temporary sign in place to help delineate where things are going, where people need to go. And in the off-season, take them out. Take them away so they're not there. Thanks, Becky. Sorry. Go ahead.
9: Thank you, Kevin. Next slide, please. Unless we have any additional questions. Alright, um, so this slide, this depicts one of the many routes that uh, people who are disembarking or who are otherwise circulating around the plaza could take. Um, this is really infinite because if you are, if you're not standing in a queue, you can, you know, access any part of the plaza um, that you choose. What this is trying to show is if you were leaving the ferry, um, the likely routes that you would take. And so those would include taking the existing sidewalk. Along the yacht club, um, our new sidewalk that's over there on the northeast side of the parking lot, and heading out of parking lot one, or likely heading down to the loading area to wait for your ride or your, you know, your ride share, or even potentially heading down plan south, um, down in the walkway towards El Portal and out towards the downtown. Um, again, if you, you know, you could certainly there would be nothing stopping you from crossing across the the bicycle queue and getting over to the waterfront and enjoying the view from the waterfront. Uh, there'd be nothing physically stopping you from walking um, down Tracy Way. Although since we will be queuing bicycles there, we have a parallel pathway. It's a narrower five foot sidewalk there, um, just planned north of Tracy Way. That would be the preferred route for pedestrians to take if they were leaving the plaza or entering the plaza. um, So they're not commingling with like the bike area essentially that is Tracy Way questions on this here
8: keep going Becky
9: all right next slide okay and this is a composite of of all of those circulation areas to show that you know we are the plaza feels right size like we we can fit these cues in here the length um, we're not really demonstrating the width well but these arrows are, are pretty pretty big so they, they do represent something that's about four or five feet wide um, the, the plaza feels right size it's it really, you know, if we go much smaller, we start to lose the ability to really keep people here without impacting the circulation. Um, And then we do have alternative routes, including the route where you see the the purple line on the plan south there. Um, That's a pedestrian only sidewalk for, you know, egress or ingress to the plaza that's separate from the bike queue there on Tracy way. Next slide. All right, the last with planning commission in July had to do with lighted bollards. Um, we asked what planning commission thought of the lighted bollards. So these would be those same bollards that would line um, the loading area. Uh, commission was supportive of the lighted bollards, um, not only to help with providing pedestrian level lighting, but to help create a separation between the drop off pickup area and the adjacent queuing areas. All right, next slide. Kevin, I'd like to turn it back to you to wrap this up
8: okay thank you becky i do have a few comments for the commission so i'm going to kind of run through these many thanks to becky and her team for working through this process and working with the commission's comments also working behind the scenes on the project are representatives from rhaa who is a landscape firm as well as parametrics who was formerly parisi transportation consulting we went with them today as well to review some of the um, wayfinding issues and how to address them I also want to acknowledge Michael Rex, Jacques Ullman, and Bill Hines, who made significant efforts with developing the first concept that was reviewed and changed by the Commission in July. Their efforts and professionalism regarding this project are very appreciated. It may be be pertinent for the Commission to allow some additional time uh, in the public comment period for each of these individuals to make a comment on their their ideas on the existing plan, excuse me, on the present plan that's being presented this evening and the one that was developed. Chair Luxembourg had some specific questions regarding this project. Is that me squeaking? No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Chair Luxembourg has some specific questions regarding this project, which also needs clarification. There has been confusion, confusion regarding the project naming in the past. This project is simply the Ferry Landside Improvement Project, not Phase 1, not Phase 2, not Phase 3, not anything, just the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. Other efforts being pursued to develop conceptual ideas for the downtown parking areas will not be named Phase 2 or Phase 3 or anything else, Um, since this is causing some confusion on which part we're talking about. Um, Becky presented a signage plan and some innovative concepts related before, to the
0: program, just to further clarify that so in the drawings, there is a phase one and phase two, And the phase one and phase two are construction phases for this project not to be confused with phase one or phase two uh, of future projects this is those those were construction phases as opposed to anything else.
8: Is okay, that correct. We can also rename them as, if they're construction phases, that's just fine for A, B, or C, or one, two, and three. But when we're talking about other work occurring here in the city to take a look at conceptual ideas for downtown, we may have named them in the capital improvement program as phase two. And I think that's causing some confusion. So... Um, Becky presented a signage plan and some innovative concepts that are included with this specific plan. At this time, we are not presenting alternatives to this specific plan. The one you see in front of you is the proposed project without specific alternatives, even though there can be alternatives. Um, The drop off area
0: is included with just to clarify that. So on the drawings, the repaving is considered an alternate number three. And alternative number three, which is something you do when you're doing bidding, you have a series of uh, you have bid and then you have uh, extras and the plans are showing that. Are you saying that they're, we're not using that now because those are in the drugs?
8: The alternative is basically if the city has additional money to put into resurfacing the parking lot, we need a bid from a contractor to know what that cost is. And so I think that's why Becky, you have included it in the plan set. So if the city decides to fully resurface a lot, grind it, take it out, put it back in, and there's enough money to do so, we'll have a price to do that. Other than that, the original plan is to do a micro seal across the parking lot itself.
0: Okay, but there is also there's an alternative two in the drawings, and I'm not sure what alternative one is in the drawings. Becky, can you go over those?
9: Yeah, I can those are landscape based alternatives. Um, they included some planting along Anchor Street, and I believe, uh, perhaps some irrigation work as well. Uh, again, if there was additional funding in the project budget, then that would be additional like landscaping improvements that could be, um, you know, price could be solicited from a contractor and awarded during construction if, if funding allowed.
0: And I saw that was an alternative to is there an alternative one.
9: Yeah alternative one i believe is the uh, an irrigation alternative.
0: Irrigation okay. So the the plan the plan is now the base price of this would include micro sealing and then if there was funds available you would do the 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 stripping and complete repaving.
8: Yes if we can. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the drop off areas included with the plan, bicycle queuing is on the opposite side of the plaza, which should have minimal conf- conflicts with people being dropped off in lot one. I think we discussed that and with the slides. New benches are proposed with the project, which include backrests. Becky included comparison plans um in her per, in her presentation for review, in other words, comparing what was originally shown in july twenty twenty in july twenty six uh, compared to what is proposed now. so she's shown those. Also included with your agenda is an updated summary from me regarding eleven twenty eight and I mentioned that earlier that I made a mistake on the last sentence. This has been amended to address the modified design. In short, it's my opinion that the design, does does um, compl- <laughs> it does not <laughs> uh, contradict Ordinance 1128. Uh, this week we received additional correspondence which is included with your packets and it needs some recognition. Um, as noted by Becky, we have met with Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District over the last few weeks, and they have submitted a letter to the city supporting the proposed design. The district also points out the importance of moving this project forward with the intent of not forfeiting the funding from FTA. You also have a memo from our city attorney who provided a legal opinion of whether voter approval is necessary for the proposed project. Lastly is a letter from Robert Harrison who gathered traffic data for those accessing the Sausalito Yacht Club. Hopefully you have that in your package, (laughs) just checking. Uh, The data provided requires some interpretation, but in general, the data indicates that there is a limited use of the driveway during certain times of the day. This data has not been compared to ferry boarding schedules to illustrate whether there is a conflict point at the yacht club entrance or whether this is just a perceived issue. A note, uh, as noted by Becky, on the plan includes some innovative concepts such as temporary signs that can be installed during heavy tourist seasons uh, to help direct patrons to boarding the ferry. We also have noted that signage in this area should be in conformance with the district's signage. In other words, whatever the ferry uses in San Francisco, we want to try to make sure that we have the same signage, more uniform. Um, Our traffic engineer will help finalize the wayfinding concepts and the signage as we get closer to construction. A couple more comments for you. While we have provided a plan set that details the, the, the general concepts for this project, we still have a little more work to develop the bid set. Finalization of the drainage sheets, for instance, Um, On Tracy way will need to be finalized. If we're going to backfill that whole roadway we're going to have to figure out how do we get water into the drainage systems. Those plan sets don't influence uh, generally what you're seeing tonight they have no you can't see the drainage systems themselves, so they don't have really an impact on your decisions this evening. We also have some interaction that we have to proceed with, with the district and their electrical systems. They have a video monitor system and they might need to have some more conduits placed in the parking lot in order to get more power to their systems. So again, this happens under the ground. You won't see it in the final product, but um, we still have a few more steps to go through. Council approval for closing Tracy Way will be necessary and staff anticipates presenting this project to them when the bid set is ready for advertisement, if not sooner. I'm pretty sure that they would like an update after this meeting as well. We are pursuing at least one regulatory permit for the project as well, which could um, which could not be initiated until we obtain approval from your commission. So with that, this concludes our presentation. And I wanna thank the council and Becky and everybody else who helped us with this at this point. And I look forward to receiving your input and public input as well into this uh, very important project. So thank you very much.
0: Uh, thank you, Director McGowan. At this point, we will have questions of you and Becky from the commission. Uh, I don't know who wants to start. Uh, Richard? Richard? Yeah. I,
13: I had a question about the, the proposed uh, bike uh, racks, I guess those are on, the, on Tracy Way. Are those permanent or
8: temporary? Those are the, well, Becky, you can go ahead and answer too, but I think those are the same type of racks we have now so that they are temporary. There are permanent racks installed in the plaza area. Mm-hmm. We initially had them um, closer to the actual parking lot, but they have been moved based off of the kind of the conflict points between those disembarking and those getting on the ferry to a place closer to the, the kiosk that's there now. Yeah, thank you
13: um and i was curious uh as to the location of the ticket vending now down far away from from the uh access pier um i don't understand the reason for that could i could you explain that please
8: becky didn't this come up in our conversations with golden gate and we were looking to them to um, kind of dictate where they thought it would be best to put the ticket kiosks?
9: Yeah, that's correct, Kevin. So we had reviewed the the best place for the ticket vending machines with Golden Gate on a few occasions. They wanted to get the ticket vending machines further away from the terminal because what that causes is a lot of people go up to the terminal to get their tickets, and then they think they can wait there. So they wanted to pull the ticket vending machines further away from the terminal um, get it into an area that's a little bit more wide open so that the line that occurs at the ticket vending machine periodically doesn't impact um, any of the queues. Um, and so that it's more obvious to people when they first show up to the plaza where the ticket vending machine is. So this was Golden Gate's um, preferred location for those machines.
13: Uh-huh. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, the bioretention feature, um, <clears throat> is, that, is there going to be any adjacent uh, landscaping around that, or is it just going to be sort of sitting out there all by itself?
8: I'll let Becky ask, answer the details, but I'm pretty sure that it has a gravel base to it and there's landscaping all around it because it's got to filter the water before it gets into the basin itself.
13: No, I'm not landscaping. Mike. Like, like, um, like, right now, there's uh, a, a separation between the, the parking lot and the park with some significant vegetation. <clears throat> so, but is that that's going to be removed in favor of the bioretention or how how's that going to work?
8: Are you asking if the existing vegetation is going to be removed? Well, I'm assuming much
13: of it would have to be removed, right? To to achieve the bioretention feature? Yes. But is any of that plant to be replaced, you know, as a visual screen?
8: Yes, most of it is vegetation. It will be planted.
13: But from what I've seen, that's mostly low planting.
8: So are you suggesting that we put larger plants?
13: <clears throat> I was asking the question if that had been considered, because uh, the right now there's a nice separation between the park and the parking lot because of the vegetation and so i was wondering whether there was some thought to uh, kind of uh, holding on to some of that or recreating some of that
8: i think our intent is to provide a bioretention and that's generally low growing foliage yeah so we hadn't considered putting in larger vegetation but we can definitely talk to our park maintenance to see if we can get some in
13: yeah, I mean, between the sidewalk and the, you know, or on the other side of it, it just seems to me that there's an opportunity there to you sure. know, screen the two functions. Okay. Um, uh, I think that's all I have right now. Thank you.
0: Uh, thank you, Commissioner Graff. Uh, Commissioner Saad?
3: Thank you,
6: Chair. Um, thank you for the presentation, Becky, and um, thank you, Director McGowan. Since, since this commission had suggested the closing of Tracy Way, and like you just mentioned, it, you know, it's not, it's not our purview, so it doesn't need to go to council. Is there a, an alternative or a backup plan if they were not to agree, um, to that suggestion?
8: You know, I, I think I've mentioned to this commission, as well as the council in the past, that the acute angle at which Tracy Way intersects Anchor is problem not Anchor, but Bridgeway is problematic. So if we are not allowed to close Tracy Way, I, at a minimum, I would change the uh, the characteristics by only allowing a right turn onto mm. Anchor and have make sure that tracy way is a one-way street and you can only turn right when you get to anchor so that could be the alternative but at this point since the city has used this particular road during the summertime and closed the whole thing off it seems unlikely that that there would be too much opposition to closing it
6: okay um thank you uh in terms of the ticketing kiosks for the parking lot specifically nothing to do with ferry are they impacted in any way for with any of this because i think there's a um a ticketing kiosk right next to Tracy way would those be
8: moved or altered so with this project no however we are embarking on other projects in this area we're um on the next council meeting we're talking about a downtown parking study and we might be getting into the whether those excuse me parking kiosks are they in the right spot do they need to be upgraded in some way so with this project no not specifically but it uh, doesn't mean it's not off the table in the next year or so to make some changes
6: sure okay thank you um i think i understand the trigger now for the bio retention so i'll leave that one um Sorry, my notes are terrible here. In your conversation recently with Golden Gate that suggested the sidewalk on the east side, did they give any feedback? Um, And I don't know if we can maybe pull it up in the drawing, but the way that the queuing was working with the, the bikes, the pedestrians, I believe if I didn't mishear that Becky said that general pedestrians that have nothing to do with the ferry also have the ability to to go down through Tracy Way and essentially have a flow there um, for for foot traffic regardless if you're using the, the terminal or not did they give any feedback that that would suffice their circulation flow concerns or could you just expand on their on the conversation around the the East Um, parking, excuse me, sidewalk that came out of that conversation?
8: So um, our conversations with the district initially, when we had the plan that was developed by the local professionals group, we presented that to them and they were excited about that plan because it did split the bicycle queuing flows and it, it added some more clarity uh, for those getting on the ferry. However, Based off of this commission's input, that plan was changed. And the idea with this new plan is to route bicycle queuing towards Tracy Way, as well as the pedestrians who are getting on the ferry to the, is that west? I think it's west. So towards the plaza. Now, I think what Becky is suggesting and the design is suggesting that as you get off the ferry, as you come off the ferry dock here, you have the ability to go towards the plaza, or you have the ability to go to the right and then over to parking lots three, four, two, three, and four, and so that was the intent. Now, when we brought this to Golden Gate's attention, they didn't have objections to this plan, and you you can see that in their letter. They they suggest yes, this will work, and it is in compliance with the grant. Hopefully, that answers your question.
6: It does. Um, the last one is just really for the avoidance of doubt just from these plans. Can, can you or Becky expand on, so these 12 spaces, um, which I think it does not include Tracy Way, that's an additional percentage. Can you just show it on the plan just so we can all see? I'm assuming then that those spaces are coming out where that east sidewalk are, is going in the presentation
9: would be a good place. Whoever's pulling presentations to start with one of the overlays,
8: which, which slide do you think Becky?
9: Um, There's a, there's a slide that is blue and black with an aerial in the background. And it says like existing conditions overlaid with current site plan. I think that graphic is going to answer the questions that we have here.
1: Uh,
8: Try slide 17. We, we were kind of anticipating this question while she's trying to find it and we were working on the graphics to try to show it as well. So hopefully we can depict it. No, I think we're going with.
9: Yeah, go back towards the beginning. Okay, right here. How's that, Becky? This is good. Uh, I uh, Actually, uh, forward one more. Sorry, there was a little.
8: One more. There you go.
9: Yes. Okay. So this right here, this is an overlay of the existing conditions and the current site plan. So we're losing parking in a few spots. Let's start up at the very top of the image there um, where we have the five foot sidewalk to provide connection over to parking lot 234 Um, that that new sidewalk is staying within the hardscape limits of the parking lot. So it does require that we remove those there's 18 parking spaces there. However, we don't need to remove the entire space. So we have replaced those 18 parking spaces um, with six parallel parking spaces there. So that's some of the parking loss. Um, And then if you go down to the opposite side of the screen and then over towards the right next to the accessible parking, you can see um, if you go into the plaza there, you can see, yes, right there where the cursor is Underneath the concrete, there were some existing parking stalls in that area as well, um, which are, are being removed at this time. And then directly north of that area, if you take the cursor directly up north, where we have a little arrow and the the crosshatched um, loading zone, there's yep, yeah, there's a couple of parking spaces um, in that loading zone that are being kind of over to the left of that loading zone that are being removed, that we're removing them so that we can have that area be a drive aisle.
8: So Becky, the the numbers may not match exactly. We're saying that there are 12 within lot one that are being reduced. And I'm seeing uh, the 18 up here reduced to, is it seven or is it eight on the top? And then you've got three down here as well and then you had mentioned some others.
9: Yeah, so there's, it's uh, 18 reduced to six. There's, uh, I don't have, They can't quite see on the screen, number that are reduced down by the accessible parking and two in the drive aisle. Uh, it's it's 22 parking spaces removed and then 11 um, on Tracy way. So the 11 on Tracy way that are, are the parallel parking stalls are separate from the count of 22 in the parking lot. Uh,
8: okay. I thought we were conveying 12 are removed in lot one. That's- that's what the staff
3: report does say so i'm confused by the numbers too commissioner saad i am too but while we're at it just one second uh, well hold, give me half a second because that
6: was your last point um, cuz i was going to ask a follow up question on tracy way so 12 or 22 let's put a pin in that for the moment for the lot but can you just re say what you mentioned on tracy way um, how many how many are there 11 that's 11 okay so 11 on tracy way and we're now saying 22 in the lot okay thank you because from the plans it looks more than what was mentioned in the staff report but i wasn't able to to quite see it laid out so i think that's a good um graphic to keep up maybe but i'll let yeah can i
0: ask a follow-on question in that regard so there was a becky there was a graphic you had that showed 38 in the first one and 22 in the second one. So that's the differential of uh, 16, I think. But um, uh, actually, Brandon, can you go back to that other slide that showed a a zoom in on the uh, sidewalk on the north side, so to speak, northeast side, whatever we want to call it?
2: From Uh, the presentation chair or from uh, the the one you
0: had up just before this, which showed 30 feet in, um, it was uh, the distance between the parallel parking and the parking opposite to it. You had that up, that was the one right before that one. We can go back to that one.
3: Where where we were looking at the east side where the new sidewalk is along Gabrielson is what he's referring to.
0: Um,
3: There you go. Yeah, that one.
0: So uh, Becky, just a question. Did you consider when you went to this plan, the other aisles are 22 feet and they're two-way this aisle appears to sort of be one way it could be two-way but could, have you did you look at possibly fair uh, angled parking instead of the parallel parking and because you probably could get instead of the six you could probably get 10 or 11 maybe
9: You know, we did look at that, but I I can admittedly take another look to see how we can fit that in. Something that we're dealing with at this point here is um, vehicle turns. So if we need to accommodate like an emergency vehicle or a fire apparatus in this area due to emergency, and since we have the curves here, uh, the width that you actually need to allow that vehicle to turn gets a little bit bigger than just the 20 or just the width of some of these drive aisles. Okay. Um, so that, that actually ended up being the limiting factor. Um, but we can follow up and confirm if there's maybe some configuration that we can do with the angled parking. We had done a study and we had determined that we can't get the angled parking and the emergency vehicle turning movement at the same time. Um, but we could certainly revisit if if commissioner would like to see
0: that. Uh, yeah, I have seen uh, sometimes angle parking at a, 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 a an angle that's not as... I don't know how to say this, not as deep or whatever, where you would have a wider aisle uh, and you obviously have to come in it from that one direction, but there might be a way to do that and further uh, save a, a few parking space.
9: Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Uh, another thing to factor in here is typically when you have those angled parking, you allow a vehicle overhang over the sidewalk. Um, And so typically you have a a pretty wide sidewalk where you have those angled parking and the vehicle overhang. And in this case here, we've got this current sidewalk drawn at five feet. And so a standard two foot vehicle overhang would not leave enough space. And so that the trade off could be that to get the angled parking and allow the emergency vehicle movement that we would need to look at also widening the sidewalk, essentially, so you can use a portion of the sidewalk for overhang. Uh, could you also
0: use curbs curb stops uh we could put wheel stops in wheel here. stops yeah
9: yeah you could put wheel stops in but then the required length of the parking stall then gets shifted back towards that 30 foot dimension um which is which is sort of our limiting factor here when we're looking at getting the emergency vehicle turn
0: yeah you just need to look at the geometry i think you, there might be a way to get some more spaces out of it and with and still have the emergency vehicles work so uh sad that's did all i have thank you okay thank you uh commissioner fellow
3: um thank you uh, chair luxembourg and thank you director mcgowan and becky and every the rest of your team who isn't here tonight thank you for that um i do have um a series of questions and some of them um i did issue over the weekend uh so i want to go back over those because i'm i'm unclear about the legal briefing or legal analysis of 1128 and the reason I keep bringing that up is I'm no more a lawyer than you are. I'm not, you know, I um, rely on attorneys to interpret things. So I don't know where, Sergio, your memo is in all of this. And I don't know if it was posted sometime this week and not last week. So can you just go over that for me, please?
7: Yeah, short uh, issue is there was a memo included in your agenda materials today from the city attorney's office. I don't believe that these improvements that are being proposed by staff require voter approval. They're relatively minor in nature, and the language of Ordinance 1128 is pretty vague. Uh, It doesn't specify or impose any requirements with respect to how the city regulates or uses its parking lots, but rather requires the city maintain that parking lot for a public parking lot use. That gives the city a fair amount of control as to how it configures the parking lot. So... And then lastly, I will say that you know the issue of Ordinance 1128 is not something that the Planning Commission has jurisdiction over or should even really be considering as part of its decisions, because under Chapter 1054 of the Municipal Code, you really are limited to de- making or determining whether you can make the relevant findings with respect to approval of design review permit. That is, that is what is being presented, and uh, the Planning Commission is being asked to do today, is to see whether or not it can make those specific findings for assurance of a design review permit?
3: Yeah, I'm not claiming we have jurisdiction over it, but I need to understand what it is because it keeps it's mentioned in what we're doing here. And then um, at the last hearing in July, I asked, you know what is this phase one of? And it wasn't clear to me what that was. So this goes back to what what I was able to find was the January 2022 city council, approval of fate, what they called phase two, I believe of this of where there was going to be a parking study of lots one through four. And so what I'm unclear on and a little bit uncomfortable with is how, how we are making determinations here about reduction of parking without that body of work being done, because clearly the intention by the city council was that it was supposed to be looked at collectively. Um, and maybe that's part of this downtown plan, um, Director McGowan, that you're referring to. But what what I don't want to do is circumvent what the City Council has. Is, you know, it's their jurisdiction to um, you know direct staff this way, and and I don't want to undermine what they've done uh, inadvertently. So can can you comment on that piece? I, I recognize what you mentioned in terms of of your clarification about this just being a project and not phase one of something else, but it's been presented as phase one. So I just want to clear up that confusion.
8: So I think the original label was phase one. Um, And we had mentioned that the city is moving forward with utilizing a consultant to look at concepts. And originally in previous capital improvement programs, in order to track projects, I gave the label, of phase two to that conceptual um, professional services agreement to look at concepts. It doesn't have, the, the, the concepts don't necessarily have anything to do with this specific project in my eyes right now. They are looking at what can be done in downtown, what can be done to improve parking lot two, three, and four, and how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. We have moved forward with a preliminary, tra- uh, preliminary parking study, mm-hmm. which is going to be heard at council um, on next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so we have a consultant that's helping us with that. I don't think that that will answer all of our questions yet. There's more to come, but um, it may have been my fault to actually list it in the capital improvement program as phase one and phase two. In reality, this, the phase two that I'm referring to is simply a conceptual um, investigation on what can be done in the downtown parking lot areas and how to improve parking for residents and visitors to Sausalito.
3: Okay, I, I'm asked only because the agenda title from January 11th, 2022 was the Sausalito Ferry Landslide Improvement Project Phase 2. And so if they're looking for that review of, and this identifies what the two phases are. I just, I, I don't wanna be in a position where um, we're undermining what their intention is. And, and it it it's their intention, not mine or mine necessarily to um, undermine. So I, I just wanna make sure that you don't believe that what they approved in January of 2022 is actually part of what we're talking about here as it relates to the you know we're, we're looking at you're looking at reducing parking in lot one and i want to make sure they clearly had their eye on all four lots uh, as it related to 1128 in any parking reduction so i just want to make sure that whatever we decide here tonight is not inadvertently undermining their intention for for that body of work to be done or that work to be done before we make a decision here. That's what I want to know.
8: My interpretation is that the other work that's going on is conceptual. It's trying to establish what can be done with the downtown parking lots. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual construction that we're, we're dealing with now or what we're trying to present you. It's conceptually looking at the overall parking and how it's functioning. I'm not sure if I'm on the same page with you. I'm not sure if I really understand why you're asking the question. So my answers may be.
3: Yeah, different. I mean, that's okay. And I mean, that's why that's why we're here tonight. I, I am just looking at the staff report from January 11th. I copied it to D- Director Phipps. I'm just reading what's in it. That's all I'm doing. I'm not, I'm just trying to connect the dots is what I'm trying to do. And I'm, I am I'm not sure... I I just want to make sure that whatever we decide here tonight because this directly is talking about the phase two of this project and I understand what you said in terms of clarification, but you know it's at the city council's direction, and so it's not our place either to uh, change what their direction is or um, shove it to the side, so I just want to make sure that that both you. Uh, and the city attorney and director phipps feel confident that what is in front of us tonight is not inadvertently undermining what they've approved specifically as Sausalito ferry landside improvement project phase two to look at lots one through four specifically regarding 1128 that's what I want to make sure of that's all that's
8: I don't believe it does
3: okay and city attorney do you are you cool with that as well
7: yeah i mean i agree with kevin my understanding is there's still a lot of work to determine what phase 2 is going to look like and if there i mean it's still up to the city council to determine if there ever will be a phase 2 um you know they've directed city staff to work on the planning work um but you know that that project may or may never come to fruition Ultimately, so and this is the only project that's before the planning commission tonight for decision. And obviously, the council, when they're making further decisions on this project, including, you know, approving bids, et cetera, they will have the opportunity to review and consider all of your comments, Commissioner Feller.
3: Okay. All right. So they've tied the two together, but we're saying they're not tied together, and that's the direction. So that's that's what we'll deal with tonight. Um. Okay. So um there were quite I just want to acknowledge all the public comments that we received for this hearing tonight and obviously the last hearing we had and I just wanted to ask were all of those comments new information to you about you know the varying ideas about reducing parking or Tracy Way or or any of that I I just want to know if any of that's
8: new I don't understand what you're asking. We've had a lot of comments. That's true. Have I reviewed all of them? No, not particularly. Okay. Are you? Can you specifically tell me what you're asking about?
3: No, I'm just asking. There was there's a lot of consistent feedback, and I'm just asking if that is consistent with what your public outreach was before.
8: I still don't understand public outreach before.
3: Yeah, you had identified, and Becky talked about the public outreach that you performed regarding this project. Yeah. And there was a timeline that was put up on a slide. Yeah. And I'm asking if the types of feedback you received at those meetings or hearings or what have you is pretty much the same as what you've heard in comments tonight.
8: Yes, pretty much. In other words, when I'm looking at some of these comments, We've had comments in the past about leaving car- parking counts alone. We've had comments about um, only closing Tracy Way for the summer months. We've had those comments. Okay. We've had grind and repave and restripe the parking lot. Yes, we've had those comments too, and we've answered those in the in years past. Of there is limited budget, and we can only do so much with what we have at this point in time. So yeah. okay. these seem very similar. A lot of the comments we've seen. team uh, with this planning commission meeting seem to be repetitive. In okay. other words, they seem to be form emails with the exception of one or two.
3: Okay. All right. Um, moving on to the next question. I'm just curious if this project anyway, triggers a requirement for EV charging in the parking lot.
8: You know, I, I'm not aware of, of it, whether there is a state requirement or a federal requirement for EV charging. Sure, we would like to do that. We would like to find some spaces for EV charging. In fact, we're trying to put some EV charging stations in lot two, and we've had some pushback on that particular project from our consultant, but we are trying to move forward with that. I'm not too sure if specifically in lot one is the best spot, Um, but we are looking at that from a larger perspective. Okay.
3: Oh, good. Um, That's good you mentioned that uh the the bridge district is looking at a video monitor system is that something there's not one there now
8: i think there is becky isn't there a video system out there now
3: there is there is one now it's on top of the ticket booths over by the terminal oh no (laughs) no wonder i didn't notice it sorry um then well let me just ask you then regarding the ticket machines because i think commissioner Saad was sort of maybe getting to this earlier but it seems to me that um, you, you have all the ticket machines in one place, obviously further away from where they are now uh, you know, towards the parking or in the plaza, but um, would you consider or would the bridge district consider maybe moving one or two of them uh, to other locations? So for example, that intersection of Tracy way, bridgeway anchor over there where you actually do have a parking machine and where you're starting to queue people, it might be a good idea to think about putting one there, you know, at the beginning of where, where you would normally queue or where you're directing people, um, that could just start to free up some space in the plaza. And I don't know if that's at your discretion or probably the bridge district's discretion, but, um, I would just offer that unless you haven't looked at that before, maybe you have maybe dispersing them.
8: Um, original, on the original plan, they were dispersed, you know, they were spread out. On this particular plan, when we presented it to the district, they basically said try to get the machines in the area where people start to queue up, figure out where they're going to start to line up, mm-hmm. and then stagger them in certain areas. I don't think that the district would object to putting a ticket machine where you're suggesting we can convey that to them and ask them if they would like that getting electricity to that area might be tricky as well, but we can figure it out.
3: Okay. Yeah. I figured just cause you had a parking machine there that yeah. that might be, maybe there was already power there. Um, let's see. I know that there was a lot of discussion uh, at the last hearing about the kiosk. Um, uh, did we figure out who actually owns the kiosk?
8: I think it's on city property.
3: Yeah, it's definitely on city property, but is it a city building? And do we know really what it's going to be used for? Because it's a little bit unsightly. It takes up a lot of space. Um, And I'm just thinking of trying to free up more space in the plaza for circulation or people to enjoy the views.
8: I have not explored that. I just know it's on city property. I don't know who maintains the interior of it. I know that we probably maintain the exterior.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, And since we're below that 5,000 square foot threshold, um, would you consider no bioretention at all?
8: You know, from a professional perspective, it's a good idea to do so, to put one in. Here we have a parking lot where you get a lot of people. You have a lot of folks who, you know, my kids are grown up now, but I could see them with the ice cream cone walking down and dropping it in the parking lot. That's the greatest place to put one of these bioretention areas in order to filter out all the pollutants that could get to the bay. Mm-hmm. So my professional opinion is, even though we're below the threshold, let's put one in. This is a good idea.
3: Could we pull up that slide that we were looking at earlier that shows that sidewalk and the bioretention area? Because I also want to um, maybe poke a little further and see if it has to be that size.
8: Becky, maybe you can respond to that.
3: Yeah, I
9: can. This bioretention area was sized to accommodate um, the runoff that would have been generated from the previous iteration of the plaza. Um, we have reduced size by about 2,500 square feet, which could reduce the size of this bioretention area slightly if we're trying to, to size this to meet requirements, even though we're slightly, very slightly under the requirements. Um, so there there is some right sizing that could happen to this bioretention area, although it'd be, it'd be pretty modest and not something that would look significant on plan view.
3: Okay. And then I think Commissioner Graff was asking about the planting around there, and and Director McGowan, you said it was sort of lower planting and all that, although I see a bunch of trees here, um, which, you know, I I know is something I want to hear the public's comment on, and obviously that's something for the commission here to discuss, but I would really like to discourage trees here. Um, It blocks the views that we're trying to preserve, and you have it hanging over the stage which is used often uh and i just i just think it's a, a missed opportunity and you know i would like to consider removing this sidewalk here and actually using this wonderful signage program that you've identified to maybe direct people to meander through the park and if that's all low planting because it, it's not low planting now and so it's hard for someone who's not familiar with the area to know that there actually is a sidewalk for them to walk on. I just think that we could set this up for better success if we um, were a lot more sensitive and aware of those view corridors. And I think that we could get people. uh, I, I think that this sidewalk is redundant with what goes through Gabrielson Park, to be honest, and if we had better sight lines, then I think people would actually use what's already there, and that would free up more space for parking. Um, because I think, you know, the question about the, you know, the number of parking uh, spaces that we're losing here, uh, you know, 22 in this lot is significant. I mean, maybe it's below a a certain percentage threshold, but I think it's still significant. And it would be nice to maybe think about the angled parking here to get more in if we could reduce uh, the, uh, the sidewalk here, in fact, eliminate it. So is that something that we can consider
8: I I am not in favor of it and the, di- the Golden Gate Bridge District is not in favor of removing that sidewalk either most of the pedestrians walk uh, within the the roadway or the parking lot and it's not a safe situation
3: I, I think they do that because they don't know that there's a sidewalk in the park or they're not, they can't see where that sidewalk goes um did you show the bridge district any other drawing but this drawing
8: They've been out there several times. They know what it looks like.
3: Right. But I mean, with the imagination of no visual blockage of uh, plants between the parking lot and and Gabrielson, was that discussed or explained or described?
8: No, this came up because it was observed that you have people walking in the parking lot in an unsafe situation and a sidewalk is needed in order to convey that.
3: I, I agree. People park walk through there. Um, all I'm saying is, was it discussed with the bridge district? I'm asking the question.
8: No it... alternatives were discussed with the bridge district.
3: Okay. Okay. And in, in this, uh, parking layout, um, I'm assuming that none of the spaces would be taken up by containers and.
8: That's a good all question. That. <laughs> um, you know, that's our, that's our, uh, parks and rec department. They do have a container down there and, um. You know, technically it shouldn't be there, but that's something we have to work out internally between departments.
3: Okay. Um, All right. And then I just want to reconfirm that the micro seal on the parking lot is the base option for bid. Yes. Okay. And um, all the trees in in the parking lot currently would stay as is.
8: Um, I think Becky, don't we have one or two that have to be removed?
9: Yeah, that's correct. There's so in the parking lot adjacent to where you park your vehicles, all of those trees are to remain, except for I think one would have to come down. And then we're also proposing to remove one tree that's over near the kiosk that's not
3: in good health. Okay. Um, just one last question, and I, I my other, my fellow commissioners still have have questions as we want to hear from the public so sorry about the last question here but on the drawings where you're showing the the three circulation paths um heading towards the um the ferry dock uh becky you had them sort of kind of weaving through if i can use that term through some of the tree areas and the the plant that the, the The planter stands, I guess, would be uh, the best way. And my understanding is that there are benches around the trees and that's the only location for benches. Is that right?
9: No, that, that's incorrect. There's benches proposed around the trees and then uh, there's would be benches proposed near the waterfront where the plaza sort of bulbs out towards the waterfront. There's there's benches there currently that commission has indicated are horrendous and need to be replaced. Um, so those would be the two locations of benches. The queues don't weave um, between the trees. The trees actually help to define the two queues, which are relatively straight lines until we get down towards tracing, in which case they both arc.
3: Okay, because... I know that Vice Chair Junius brought up a point about um, you know, the, the drop-off in the parking lot and the, the um, proximity to the bollards. And I think that this is why El Portal becomes that much more important and potentially an equally as good or almost better drop-off for some of that and should be open and maintained to ensure that circulation there and the potential for drop-off as well. Yeah, I don't think anything that we're doing with this project is prohibiting use of El Portal for drop-off. Um,
9: it's not accessible per se. A lot of areas where you'd get out of your vehicle, there's not um, a cur- curb ramp readily available to take you from El Portal up the six inches to plaza level, but I don't think there's anything that would preclude that that area being used for drop-off at this time.
3: Thank you, and thank you, Chair.
0: Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Uh, Commissioner Junius, do you have any questions at this time? Uh, okay, uh, Rich, Rich, Richard, already there. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the, uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, you, you responded to all the questions that I had, uh, which I sent you in advance. So I appreciate that. And I thank Becky for, uh, a number of the answers were incorporated into the questions that I had at that time. Uh, at this point, um, we're going to go to open, uh, the floor for public comment. Uh, I'm going to turn this over in a second to director Phipps I encourage speakers, uh, you can have an opportunity to speak for up to three minutes. Uh, If somebody else says what you want to say you can just say you concur because we did get a number of comments they've all been posted to the uh, website and all of the Commissioners have received those. Uh, There will be a timer put up. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Director Phipps to manage. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Chair. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you'd like to make a comment in person, please fill out a speaker card and submit it to myself or my colleague to my right. Um, If you'd like to make a comment in the Zoom application, please raise your hand. Uh, To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine and uh, everybody will be called upon when it is their time to speak. Thank you very much. And uh, with that, we will start with speaker cards. Uh, first speaker I have is Jacques. Jacques, welcome. Please approach the dais. Um, state your name and address for the record. Yeah. You will have three minutes to speak.
14: Jacques Almond, 423 Elitho Street. The plan being reviewed in the, is the Planning Commission plan it's not the one that was, is the result of years of work by a professional group in collaboration with the city. This project affords a huge opportunity to remove the blight and congestion of bicycle parking and queuing from the downtown area around Vina del Mar Park and turn it into a pedestrian friendly area for residents, businesses, and tourists. The proposed planning commission plan Window addresses the current situation, but does not does nothing to address the basic issues that the grant was inter- intended to be used for, and is a death blow to any meaningful improvements to the entire Vina del Park Mar Park uh, area. The ferry landing plaza would be dominated by a wall of bicycles that would isolate it and cut off views from neighboring. Areas and you seem to be interested in views. The bicycle queue and parking on Tracy Lane would compromise any possibility of having a beautiful pedestrian promenade that could co- accommodate a variety of activities such as art exhibits, mobile food vendors, music events, etc. Activities that would attract residents and tourists. The Planning Commission plan does nothing positive, fails to solve the issues that the funding was intended to address and permanently destroys the possibility of turning the Vinal Mar area into a kind of gracious, civic space, this unique site and the citizens of Sausalito deserve. The plan totally disregards the public interest and capitulates to a perceived inconvenience to a private small parking lot. The plan being reviewed is not really a plan. Is simply a repetition of the existing condition with some new pavement and curbs. Years ago when I served on the design review board, I understood my task was to serve the general community, not a special interest. What is happening here is a tragedy and I hope that you will seriously reconsider what you're doing. Don't be responsible for destroying an opportunity for us to finally have a ferry landing area that we can be proud of and want to spend time in. We can work on mitigating the private concerns of the Yacht Club and help them understand that a small compromise on their part can allow all of us to finally have a public pedestrian-oriented space that we have been dreaming of for decades. The Planning Commission plan destroys that possibility. And since the last hearing, we on the professional group have we looked at our plan and we can adjust to accommodate a number of your other concerns but you cannot have bicycle queuing and pedestrians coming through the plaza it won't work
2: thank you very much for your comment next speaker is cass green cass please approach the dais and restate your name and address for the record you'll have three minutes
10: Thanks. Good evening, commissioners. Um, My name is Cass Green and I uh, own the Inn Above Tide with my brothers, uh, Mike and Willie McDevitt. Our family has been in business in Sausalito for over 60 years. And last year, the Inn was responsible for uh, approximately $940,000 of the TOT tax revenue uh, received by the city of Sausalito. Um, I really appreciate all the work that's been done on this project, especially the work you guys have put into it, Kevin's group, Um, the professionals, uh, the the consultant. There's a lot of work and uh, it's much appreciated. However, it was with dismay that I watched the July 26 planning commission meeting, which greatly amended the plans uh, presented by staff to move the queuing for pedestrians and bicycles from the north of the ferry landing to the south where it will cause confusion with um, vehicles on El Portal. And that is my concern. My dismay comes from my concern for the safety of the area. I mean, we live down there uh, day and night. Our staff works with it. So does uh, Sausalito Hotel. So will uh, Cultivar when Cultivar opens up. And by putting all those cues together, and you could see today on the presentation, that the queues are right up against each other, it's gonna cause a ton of confusion. And there's not just two queues we're talking about, pedestrians and bicycles, there will be a queue on the ticket kiosk also. So you've got the ticket kiosk, people coming off the ferries, the other two queues all mixed, they're gonna end up mixed up together and a ton of people coming down El Portal, I don't care what you say, they're gonna come down El Portal. They already walk in the middle of our El Portal, they cross El Portal, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't been killed yet. Somebody will get killed if we don't rationalize the queuing. So my concern is for the safety. I'm also concerned that there, there uh, does not appear to be enough room in the circular of El Portal for a fire truck to be able to turn around, and that needs to be investigated. Um, as you've seen, the, the, the c- proposed queues are very congested. And again, there will be three queues, not two, because you'll have one on the, t- on the kiosk. Surely we can find a path forward that will produce a safer alternative uh, than the one we're facing right now. Th- then being, concentrating a small plaza area and falling, which will fall into El Portal. And what it also will do is it'll end up backing up into Bridgeway. Because remember, you've got cultivar opening up. And so there's gonna be traffic backed up onto Bridgeway from El Portal if these plans go forward. Um, we especially urge you to retain the ticket kiosk in its existing position, so as to reduce lo- chaos in the plaza. So please don't put the kiosk in the middle of existing two queues and creating a third queue. That's just gonna make it worse out there. So again, my, concern, my concerns aren't about the hotel, it's about the safety. And I'd love to see clarification on the parking numbers because that scares me. Thanks very much.
2: Cass, thank you very much for your comment. Next speaker is Michael Rex. Michael, please come on down, restate your name and address for the record. You'll have three minutes.
12: Well, I'm architect Michael Rex. Um, I've served for two years on the design committee uh, to study this in great detail, to talk to all the stakeholders uh, and look at regional transportation plans. Um, we've been ignored. Uh, this whole process has been hijacked by the planning commission and your designers have been ignored. Uh, the project's been handed off to the engineers uh, to do your bidding. And we're ending up with a failed plan that doesn't even meet its objectives. Subjectives is an approved circulation and this uh, to improve circulation, this preserves the poor per- uh, circulation that's there now. Uh, the plaza is completely walled off by a line of bikes that'll remain Uh, a queue of of people that'll remain. You won't be able to get out of your car at the loading zones. Um, uh, We uh, understood from the very beginning uh, that the uh, uh, bike circulations had to uh, come from uh, the East uh, to avoid the congestion uh, on the West. And we've never had an opportunity to have a meaningful dialogue with you to explain why we reached that conclusion. For example, we were supposed to and are supposed to look at regional transportation. Uh, When you consider the plans for the North-South Greenway, which is envisioned to come along uh, the east side of Lot uh, 3, it'll funnel right into the ferry. It won't with this plan. Uh, The reason we talked about phase two and phase three is because we wanted this phase To dovetail with future planning which this plan ignores okay um and why are we doing this to serve a minority interest the yacht club uh, a private party on public land and if you read the uh, uh, analysis by robert harrison uh, uh, on the weekend and during the week uh, uh, on the weekend uh, you'll have, in 24 hours, about 100 cars coming and going out of there. But typically, in, in one hour, it's 6 to 12 cars. Uh, the 12 are only at Saturday night dinner and uh, Sunday lunch. And for that minor inconvenience, actually, David Parisi solved it. He's converting that sidewalk into a roadway, a paved roadway, so it won't look like a sidewalk. This plan keeps a narrow sidewalk. I, I would argue we'll have better circulation. Uh, but the, all that's being ignored okay so if you're set on adopting this plan please do so tonight so we can move on uh, to a venue where the people uh, decision makers will actually consider uh, uh, the the serious flaws to this plan and consider the careful input and study and the reasons behind the plan that you're rejecting was put together thank you
2: mr rex thank you very much for your comments Next speaker is Alice Merrill. Alice, please approach the dais, restate your name and address for the record and you will have three minutes.
15: Hi, I'm Alice Merrill 117, 117, where where do I live? 117 Caledonia. Um, I of course am on the other side of the speakers so far. Um, The letters that came in, whether they're form letters or not, they are worth noting. They are worth recognizing. Um, You don't just look at a couple of them and decide. Um, They all say that I read, said, no, don't do this. Don't take away parking spaces. And these are local people who are talking. These aren't the bicycles. They aren't the tourists. I am not against tourists, but I'm... I'm, I appreciate that Christine is really trying to to stand up for me, for me, and and the other people in town here. And um, why not fix it so that the so that you can walk through the park to get to the ferry instead of put a whole another sidewalk in? For heaven's sakes, there's already one there, and if you can't find it because there are too many trees, fix that. Don't put a whole sidewalk in. Don't take away parking places. Old people, I'm one, drive there for all kinds of things, and they want them. They want parking. They need it. And um, to to hear talking about putting art projects and and food trucks and all this kind of thing in the um, in the parking lot and on the plaza, well, we don't need that. We have restaurants all over the place we don't need that we need parking and the people who live here really want to be able to use that parking and the people who are coming on their bikes they are they know that they're getting into uh, people all over the world know about Sausalito all over the world so they're coming to see Sausalito we're lucky we're not so lucky you know it's it's a combination um but they do must know that when they come it's going to be it's going to be crowded. Um, I. It, it isn't a minority interest that you guys are standing up for. It is a town, a locals, a big group of people. If people were paying attention, they would be here saying this, and they have written a lot of letters. And I just, I don't think that you're standing up for my interests and the, others, the other locals' interest is the minority interest. And thank you.
2: Alice, thank you very much for your comment. Chair, that does it for speaker cards. As a reminder to the audience, if you would like to speak, please submit a speaker card to myself or my colleague, Maria Hernandez, to my right. Um, without any additional speaker cards, I will move to the Zoom application. Next speaker is John Flavin. John, uh, please unmute yourself and you will have minutes to speak please state your address for the record john
16: flavin 129 prospect avenue i have a real concern about this number of parking spaces oops it seems to have moved over from 12 to 22 we think it's 34 and then you add tracy way so it is becoming a significant number not a minor one or a minor change. The the sidewalk. I learned a long time ago in parking lots, you do not tell people how to walk. They're going to pick, they're coming from probably lot three commuters, and they're going as fast as they can to get to the the, the boat. So they're not they're not going to be directed to the left or the right or whatever. They're going to go a straight shot. So you're wasting a lot of time with that, that sidewalk on the side. It isn't going to solve the bridge district's issues. Finally, and I know you're not concerned about financials, but the city has essentially made the $1.9 million budget the floor and, for, uh, for this project. And it's just going to go up from there. I can hear it every word that it said. So, this project's going to be in Sausalito tradition way over budget. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Mr. Flavin, for your comment. Next speaker is Sandra Bushmaker. Sandra, welcome. Please set your name and uh, address for the record. You will have three minutes to speak.
11: Hi, I'm Sandra Bushmaker, 317 Sausalito Boulevard. I sent a, a custom letter to you uh, today. I don't think it made it to the agenda. Uh, But I do want to reference the 80 other speak uh, letters that were attached to your July uh, agenda, along with probably at least 30 letters to this agenda that I think require your attention. I don't think this plan is ready to go to the Council. We've already heard many issues raised tonight that are unanswerable. The largest among them is the delta in parking spaces. I personally counted the map or the uh, drawing of 11 from November 22 2022 and the current uh, drawing and I came up with a delta of 34 spaces, so um, I don't know, and I think that that fact has direct impact on 1128 considerations. So I think that this plan needs to get that straightened out before it goes to the City Council, and I think the budget issue also needs to get real. I mean, I think we need to have a better issue. We don't wanna see ourselves in a situation where our Measure F monies, which were $7 million ended up costing us $13 million. The city's already in the red, uh, given the new contracts that they have just uh, entered into with uh, staff. Um, I I would speak against the bioretention field. If it's not triggered, why are we spending money to do it? And in, in addition, I, I just don't think it's necessary. Uh, certainly, we're below the five thousand threshold. Uh, I also wonder about the Gabrielson meets and bounds that was shown in that one drawing. Whether the deed from the Maddens was actually uh, examined to determine the bound the boundaries of Gabrielson Park. Uh, lastly, or second to the last, I would like to uh, just. Bring to your attention that bike traffic is down in Sausalito. Bike parking is down in Sausalito. And I refer you to the City Council meeting, uh, the first meeting here in September. Uh, under the consent calendar, there's a report about the reduction in bicycle uh, parking. And I would like to also speak, I've, I've been a member of Sausalito Yacht Club since 1987. And it's a long-term tenant. It's an asset to the city. The city has meetings in this facility. It is not a a private club that excludes uh, civic events. Many, many civic events occur there. The Yacht Club is also paying a tremendous amount of rent, very significant rent. And it just a few years ago negotiated a multi-decade lease with the city. So please do not mischaracterize that club as an elitist uh, removed from the culture of Sausalito. It's very integrated into the culture of Sausalito. But I, I'd like you to consider, I think that's my time. So I'll stop there. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Sandra, for your comment. Next speaker is Vicki Nichols. Vicki, welcome. Please state your address for the record, and you will have three minutes to speak.
17: Hi. Uh, chair Letzenberg and Commissioners uh, Vicki Nichols 117 Caledonia. I think that everybody has their specific turfs if you will that are they're taking care of tonight so I'd like to speak to you as the chair of your Historical Preservation Commission. Um, this project is somewhat located in the Historic District and I want to talk about the fountain which has been listed in your report. The initial uh, reports stated and i don't know who determined this that the fountain was not historic uh, mr mcgowan did include us in some meeting we gave some feedback but i want to be clear on the record that the fountain is to be moved towards the existing kiosk and i say this because at one point in an early staff report they thought it would be fine to put it over in Gabrielson park which misses the whole point uh, it should be removed intact to the extent possible and uh, I've offered to help raise money if we need it to get a professional in there that can try to do that and restore it. Um, in terms of the benches, we heard I heard some reference to the benches at Vina del Mar. Those marble benches were raised by private funds. I'm not sure what the correlation was that, uh, to them, that style on the plaza. But that again is also under the purview of the HPC. When we had to uh, look at the park improvements, we had so much detail to consider to even match the color of the cement. You're You're surrounded by historic stone walls there and you're talking about repaving the sidewalk in El Pertel. I would like at least for this plan to come back to HPC when you have more details, this is clearly in our purview. That park is on the California register as a point of historical interest. Um let's see what else. Oh the bioswell. Let's let's consider that this project has gone on so long that the trigger was ten thousand feet. It is now down to five thousand feet. Let's not quibble. This needs to be done. When I was on the planning commission, one of my uh, pet peeves was impervious surfaces that caused runoff. As, as the uh, site captain for coastal cleanup at the bay model for the last 13 or 14 years, I can tell you we need to be doing everything we can to prevent water getting into our bay, not only from a jurisdictional legislative perspective, but just that it's good practice. So don't, don't quibble on a few feet. Uh, this, is, this can be worked out. This is a modern solution. We should be embracing this. Um, I think this is it, uh, but I do I do want to um, have more input on what you're you're planning around El Portal and the, those walls and sidewalks and improvements, and even the existing um, hardware in the um, the areas around there. Traditionally, we've had some input. It's listed right in.
2: Thank you very much. Vicky, for your comments. Next speaker is Teresa Ancona. Teresa, please restate your name and state your address for the record. You will have three minutes to speak.
15: Hi, thank you. Uh, My name is Teresa Ancona. I'm here as a chair for the Sausalito Chamber
9: of Commerce. And uh, we are located at 22 El Portal. Uh, And I just wanted to reiterate, uh, like from the July meeting that we are in opposition to any loss of the parking spots in parking lot one Uh, also uh, pertaining to the maintenance for the current kiosk that sits on the plaza the chamber is responsible for maintaining
15: the exterior and interior of the plaza thank you
2: thank you very much teresa for your comments chair i am looking to my potential speaker cards uh, for additional speakers, seeing none, looking to the Zoom application for raised hands, seeing none, back to you.
0: I'm gonna close the public hearing portion of this item. Uh, with that, I'll bring it back up to the dais and look for comments, uh, Richard.
13: Thanks, Chair Luxembourg. Um I'm not quite sure where to start with this um, from all the input and, and my looking at this project the last time around and this time um, I'm not ready to, to uh, sign off on the current proposal. I think there are some real unanswered questions. Uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that the, uh, um queuing situation is really well thought out. I th- I think there's some, um, well, I was hoping <laughs> last time around that there would be an ingenious solution to this. And I think the ingenious solution after much consideration is to separate them. Um, and I um, really feel like the proposal from the last time around where the bikes came in around Gabrielson Park, somehow or other, um, was a was a better solution, and it freed the plaza up from all of that bike activity. So, I just I'm not ready to, to go with this one. I think there's um. I, I think I think the the other. Um, uh, bicycle queuing option ought to be looked at again to see if there's a good way to do that. Um, <clears throat> I see that that uh, Tracy Way has been uh, closed off. And I think ultimately that's a good thing because uh, that space could be much better utilized than how it's being used now. <clears throat> but anyway, um, uh, I, I think generally speaking, that's kind of the way I see it at this point. Um, so I would just, uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the uh, queuing reconsidered. Um, that's basically it.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Graf. Commissioner Saad.
13: Um, thank you, Chair.
6: I don't want to put a motion um, Yet, but I am definitely not ready to to move forward tonight. My biggest concern, of course, is the parking here. Those numbers are not adding up, and I think given the public comment and what we're trying to achieve, um I, I feel like with with much respect to the professional working group, I think their plan was very well designed for a different concept. and that's that's, I think what my issue is. I think it was beautifully designed if if the intention was a plaza and it was this community centered orientation but this grant has specific requirements it's it's for bike and pedestrian queuing it's to help delineate the ferry terminal and you know to just note as someone who's born and raised here and has taken the ferry for over 10 years i've seen the changes happen vice chair junior said it best last time people will go where they're going to go we are a tourist town people are going to come here regardless of what happens down there and I've seen it through all of its phases and I'm going to go on record and say, I don't think we have a significant problem down there. I, I just don't think we do. Um, we're also coming down to empty season here. It's, it's the intention here is to figure out the queuing. If we're going to accept this grant, get this work done and not overreach any further than we are. I think the only, which I would consider an overreach because of the trigger on bio intention, being, we're not hitting the 5,000 mark, but I, I do agree with the professional opinion of Director McGowan, it's, it's good practice, how that looks less relevant if it's going to be in the park. But I completely had the exact same thought as Commissioner Feller when I was looking at these plans. We have an existing structure in the park. We can guide people to go there. I or or not because they might still go through the parking lot anyway when they get off the ferry. So I think our best intentions for circulation, we should definitely utilize what we have. I think the reduction in the plaza was was well designed. The direction was taken um, from the last plans to these plans, and I appreciate what was done. And I I just think we need to keep the scope to what is being asked of us and. I can only say I I can't move forward here because this parking question is is of a concern. Um, I would suggest to remove that east side parking lot, move pedestrians into the park if needed, and let's lose our parking on Tracy Way. To one of the professional group's comments, it is a nice passageway. The bike racks sound um, not permanent. So those can be re- removed during winter months and it can be opened up and people can walk there as well. So um, I'm having a hard time. I think we're trying to shove a lot here and I think we just need to stick with what we're, what we're being asked for. And I think this new plan solves our issue on the queuing. And um, I wish I could move forward for other reasons. I can't with the parking, but I, I think this is a much better version than, than what we saw last time. So
0: that's where I am. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Uh, Commissioner Junius. Thank
18: you, Chair.
5: Thank you, Chair. A long night. Um, Hopefully it doesn't get too much longer. I I do want to start at the beginning with what I think are the four key requirements of the grant, which is really where we should be starting, and it's stated pretty clearly in the staff materials. There are four bullet points uh, that are critical here. Um, We're supposed to be improving and enhancing pedestrian and bicycle access routes to the shoreside Plaza Plaza Promenade modify existing city-owned parking lots um, uh, uses to better integrate the areas um, for vehicle, pedestrian, and bicycle uses, and to improve circulation, safety, and efficiency, increase the area available to safely stage and process ferry passengers and bicycles using the city parking lot areas. And finally, widen and expand pedestrian and bicycle access routes and improve wayfinding. So with, with all due respect to that letter we just got from the Bridge District, I frankly think they'd probably say anything to get this thing across the line at this point. We're four years into this, remember. Frankly, I don't think the plans in front of us do any of these things. They do not achieve any of these goals. As uh, Jacques Oman said at the very beginning, at best, this plan makes permanent the temporary measures that have been in place for years those large potted plants forming barriers to keep cars out of one small little pocket of the parking lot and formalizing the closure of tracy way that's basically already effectively closed uh, and reserved for bike parking with the exception of the new signage that we saw tonight which frankly is the first time i saw that i don't think that staff presentation was in the materials that the public had available and that we all had available before the hearing i don't think that's a huge deal i I expected there to be signage and i think the signage and bike queuing uh, has been clearly Uh, laid out tonight and I think it's problematic I think to Commissioner Graf's point um, some of those some of those uh, dotted lines they looked a little scary Um, but clearly bikes and and non-bike people are all going to be in the same area just like they are today and our new plaza will continue to be a crowded holding pen for bikes and people waiting for the ferry except we're going to have some new signage and really importantly with no changes to the narrow sidewalk in front of the yacht club forget the queuing for a second, you're still going to have people walking in the parking lot and continued conflicts between cars and people and bikes. That's one of the most dangerous spots in the entire city. I really am surprised somebody hasn't gotten hit by a car as they try to maneuver out of the parking lot and squeeze by the entrance to the Yacht Club. It's really bad, and this plan does nothing to address that. I mean, I very much appreciate the fact that at the direction of this commission... The staff and the consultants have really struggled mightily to try and fit 10 pounds into a five pound sack, but it just doesn't work. I objected to these changes when the staff, when the commission gave staff this direction back in July, and I restate my objections. The proposal really doesn't do anything to achieve the goals of the grant and make the real and needed change, the changes to the fair landing. I would like to again recognize, and I appreciate Kevin recognizing the three design professionals, our local professional group. Um, that really did give a, an enormous amount of time to produce the July 26th um, plan. Michael Rex, Jacques Ellman, and Bill, Bill Hines, they've worked really hard for years to come up with that design. And I, support it. I supported it then and I support it today. Um, and I said, as I said in the last hearing, there are really no perfect solutions here and there are a lot of competing interests. But our design team did a great job of balancing the various interests that would be impacted by changes at the ferry landing. They looked at their task from the perspective of what would be best on balance for all of Sausalito. And that did mean some potential inconvenience for the Yacht yacht Club for sure, and some loss of parking. But on balance, it's the right compromise. I also wanna note that there are a handful of other forward-thinking residents who followed this project for years and provided valuable input and support for the original design that, that was presented back in July. Kieran Culligan and Aaron Roller, Um, I want to specifically thank the video link that they included in their letter to us for this hearing really make it clear that the design we saw on July 26 does address those issues and what we're doing here tonight if, if, um, if we move ahead with these plans just don't, there will still be bike auto and pedestrian conflicts. And then finally about the parking I want to acknowledge the comments about the parking. We got about 20 emails that were identical from people who really just seem to want to use this grant to get a better parking lot. I think Sausalito has a lot of parking. Frankly, Sausalito is one big surface parking lot that stretches from the ferry landing to Dumphy Park and beyond. We don't need any more parking. And in order to get some changes that benefit the broader community, we can afford to lose a few spaces. Preserving car parking is not the purpose of this grant. We don't need a better parking lot. We need a better ferry landing. We need a ferry landing the city can be proud of Visitors from all over the world come to Sausalito on the ferry. This is our front door, and right now, it's a parking lot. Sausalito deserves better. I urge my fellow commissioners to reconsider this situation and support the original July 26 design. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Vice Chair Junius. uh, Commissioner
1: uh, Feller.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, I've got some concerns about the conflicts. In the parking count. And maybe that's something at at some point we can go back over because the difference between the number that was thrown out as 34 versus 22 in the lot definitely has an impact on that 5% range. I also just want to go back and invoke the 2020 to 2026 strategic plan that the city council adopted and its implementation plan, which specifically called out this project and Uh, their intent to control any scope creep in this project. So I go back also to what the grant was originally for. Um, And with respect to um, at least two of the commissioners at this point who might not agree with me, I I actually think that this does from an urban planning standpoint and principles heavily rooted in that, this actually does address both the scope and issues with circulation in a reasonable manner, there is no doubt that um, a larger vision of this downtown area is ultimately what's needed, but that's not what's in front of us this evening. Uh, and that is not the intention of, of what this permit is for. So we have a limited scope for what that really is. And that scope is really what's defined in the grant. And I actually do feel strongly uh, that um, we've addressed a lot of it. I don't think that there's a perfect plan here because I think that really we should be looking at a larger scope uh, when we're visioning these things. But again, um, there's there's a bit of money here that we could certainly use to make improvements uh, to uh, parking, to circulation, et cetera. Uh, this also assumes, you know, hopefully, well, the grant is not contingent on this, but we're also still hoping that we're going to get a better ferry <laughs> uh, uh, dock. Uh, in the future and 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 a larger one Uh, so let's hope that that happens too because I agree we need a better ferry landing Um, I'm not ready to approve this tonight because I think there's too many questions related to the parking Um, I would still like to appeal to the rest of you to consider taking out some of those trees to preserve view corridors that that those are the money shots those are the million dollar views that is a lot of reasons why people come to Sausalito, and those are our public spaces. So I would love to see uh, more thought being put into how we can actually preserve and and celebrate those areas in this area, specifically uh, in the Landing. Um, you know, uh, those that, that that's pretty much where I am now. But I, I really want to get to the bottom of this parking count because I don't think this is something we can be incorrect about. Um, so that that's sort of my major holdup. It, I'd like to see ticket uh, machines dispersed and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that those are things that we can comment on and and possibly condition with further discussion with the bridge district um, and just think through some of that a little bit better. Um, But again, I go back to invoking the strategic plan and the implementation plan of the strategic plan and ensuring that and controlling scope creep on this, what's in front of us tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Feller. Um, All right, where are we? This is a good question. (laughs) All right, we've had, we've been reviewing this for a year and a half, and, uh, or longer, and there are people in Sausalito that don't want to lose any parking, and there are people in Sausalito that would Mm -hmm. like to make it all pedestrian if they could. There are uh, if there are seven thousand people in Sausalito, we might have seven thousand different opinions, but this is a grant that the community has uh, received with the GGBHtd and they're going to improve the dock. This is not the end of uh, of as we all know, there is another phase looking at the parking and long term um, long term solutions uh, nothing i I do not believe that what we do Uh, on this particular project will preclude future improvements Uh, we will we need to do uh, work on the dock and and we need to do work on the plaza we need to deal with queuing we need we need signage and we need we need uh, it defined Uh, closing tracy way i think is a good idea despite several comments we received it's closed in the summer it, it you'd have to take a right turn out of there. It's a safety hazard. Uh, the people that come from parking lot two or three to the ferry walk through the center of this parking lot. I walk through Gableson Park many, many times a week. I walk through this parking lot many, many times. It depends on where I'm coming from. So there does need to be safety. and and there does need to be access. And the sidewalk that they're proposing is not what's removing the parking, it's it's the configuration. I think we can angle the parking and add a few spaces back in. The reality is no matter what project we do, we will lose some parking uh, and it will be an improvement. I I give an example of if you have an existing stadium and you, want to renovate that stadium and it holds 20,000 people when you go and renovate it to modern standards the aisles get wider there are safety considerations there are there are a bunch of ways different access and and, and exits so therefore you will at the end of the day lose some seats so in in order to do improvements we will lose some 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 uh, some parking this bioretention is a requirement if we don't do it today we will be eventually be required we want to keep the bay with uh, proper you know uh, filtration and whatever so the water water uh, polluted water doesn't get into the bay it'll eventually need to be done Uh, yes we want to separate from Gabrielson. there is no solution here quite honestly that's going to make everybody happy and uh, there are people that have been working on this a long time and everybody has their opinion. I think that the engineers have done what was asked of them. I think we have a plan. Quite honestly, I think that on the bicycle queuing, which is the biggest issue here, moving it back the way it was in the July thing is going to be congested and a problem. I think that Tracy Way provides closed provides access for the bicyclists if we don't do that there will be bicyclists on tracy way and on that uh, on that east part of the project because the bicyclists will go where they're going to go so this at least puts them all in one area i wish there was a perfect solution here where we could totally separate the bicycles from the pedestrians and not have any crossing of the people walking along the shoreline in the gabrelson park or, or the Yacht Club or whatever. There is no perfect solution here. The real issue, though, is we need to go, go somewhere from this. We don't have consensus on either way to go. But what is before us this evening is whether we can make findings on a project the funding for this is this is not a case where we're making a recommendation to the city council we are here as any private entity coming to us and saying is this safe is it appropriate can we make the findings the city council can decide whether they fund it or don't fund it that is not our purview 1128 is also for the the uh, city attorney, not our purview. That is the purview of the city council. The city council's follow-on phase and evaluating all of the parking in the city is also not before us this evening. It would come back right. to us at some point, but we need to get to some consensus here. Uh, this is in my mind. in my mind. This is a, a, a compromise that, we, with some additional angled parking, addresses what. Uh, The the, reduces the loss of parking the best we can get. It comes up with a plan with good signage that will work. It it reduces the scope, which means we might have hope of improving and getting this under the existing budget. And I think that uh, this is a good uh, thing for this phase, for this project at this time. And then the city council is going to look at parking lots one through four and we can look at further uh, processes. Can, yeah. can we
3: ask director McGowan to, and perhaps Becky, just to clarify that the issue with the parking, because I mean, this is really sort of a debate here. And that's one of my major hangups is I I now unclear about the real parking count that we're talking about here. Is it, mm-hmm. are we losing 34, or 22? That should be a, a quick question to answer
0: can we bring becky back up and uh director mcgowan and uh can you bring up becky's slide that says uh they lose 22 and the 38 not counting the 11 there was a slide in the pro in the powerpoint that addresses
3: yeah if we can just get this clarified this is i think a big issue
8: becky can you help Oops. becky yeah, can I'm- you help us with that
9: Absolutely, I can help with that um, there's 22 parking spaces within the interior of lot one that would be removed, and in addition there's um, 11 more parking spaces on Tracy way that would be removed so that's 34 parking spaces, I believe that's in line with there are some members of the public said 34 um, so 22 within lot one 11 on Tracy way that's 34, it sounds like there, there might be some. Type of see, way
0: that 33. That's 33 so.
3: <laughs> oh, that is 33. Yeah, so where is this 34 coming from? Um, we need to know that. And, and I guess while, while you're looking at that, the other question maybe, Chair, that we should clarify is, um, you know, the designation of some of these um, handicapped parking spaces. I don't, I don't recall that we have that many currently. So are you bringing up the, the, that requirement to current code? No,
9: the, the number of 88 parking spaces is matching the current number of 88 parking spaces. Okay. I guess to clarify, was did, did, there was a member of the public who said there was 30-something parking spaces, 33 or 34.
3: There but were twenty
9: two. And that number was 33 or 34? 34. 34. 34. Yeah, so there's 22 interior to the lot and 11 on Tracy Way.
0: Becky, where's the 30 You have 20. You had a slide that said uh, there was 22 plus 11, which is 33. Yes, 33. The number we're
6: we're ignoring the 34. That was a public comment. So she's confirming 33
0: 33. So,
9: yeah, sorry, I I was I was thinking for some reason that added up to what the member of the public said. But it's 33 was was my count that's in this slide. There's a a slide early in the presentation with those numbers
0: and 11 of those are on tracy way which during the summer aren't there to begin with which is the peak season when we have need parking yes I, I mean it's so we were losing 22 from parking lot one is in a week you're 100 percent convinced that's the number or i mean you were running through you were saying you took out some in this area and i wasn't following the math when you were doing it but you know, the the but I'm sure you've done this multiple times. So the number is 22 out of the parking lot.
9: yeah, we we beat that pretty well to death and that's that's assuming that we have that parking lot on the northeast side and that those there's 18 stalls there to get removed and then replaced with six um, parallel parking spaces. So that 22 number includes that loss and change of parking on the east side.
0: And if, if you were to add some angled parking there, if you could make it work with the with the turnaround and the turns for the fire trucks and all that, uh, your professional guess on the, the, the how many would you add, could be able to add there? Maybe three, four, five, six?
9: Oh yeah, I mean, so if there's 18 now and we went to angled, it would maybe be something like 14. If that 18 would probably be replaced with something like 14 or 15 parking spaces so you would end up losing maybe four up there
0: okay so and and uh so 14 and right now they're you're showing sticks parallel so that's a that's eight so we if we were able to do it and again i understand you have to check the the math the geometry for trucks and stuff uh you the eight from the 22 is
11: 14.
0: 14 so we would lose 14 spaces for the plan That we had before we have right now with the angled parking
9: um yeah assuming that we could get like four assuming the angled parking worked and we could get 14.
0: assuming we can get that and then we have uh and we've added a drop-off that we don't currently have that's correct
9: there yeah there is a drop-off in
0: the plan so we part of the loss is due to the drop-off and then parts due to the that space on the south side where uh, we're allowing some additional queuing,
11: Correct.
0: So, all right. Th- thank you, Becky. I mean, so again, my 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 thought is trying to balance all these things. This is where we're at, and this is probably the best we're going to get. And we can refine it with these angled spaces. We can deal with putting a ticket booth wherever, uh, you know, GGBHTD wants it. Uh, and maybe we split the two. I think that is a, not a bad idea. Like I said. People will queue to those and maybe one goes on Tracy Lane. But that's a, the, the location of the ticket booths a nuance here. I mean, I don't think that holds up the findings of where they locate tickets. So long term, most people are going to have a lot of a lot of people have them on their phones. So they'll be logging in on their phones and not need the tickets eventually, uh, even the even the tourists. I mean, that's a lot of where we're going. So I don't think the the two. Well, I, I do agree we should look at splitting the ticket, of yeah. Bruce. That's a good idea. But I I think we really need to move this ahead. I, I really, you know, I don't think I'm convincing any of you. But uh, if we can get three votes to move this ahead tonight, I would I'd like to. See.
3: Well, <laughs> Commissioner I, Sun,
6: I want to move it ahead as well, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. vote on on math that that Becky needs to professionally. I mean, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but. We, we need to come back with some hard numbers. It's a contentious issue. I know everyone has their own opinions here, but Saturday night, I circled that lot three times and I had to go back to leave the lot to another lot. I mean, we, we, have, a, we have a parking issue. We don't have a master plan. We've got arena. Okay, we've got 724 units,
1: mm-hmm.
6: including some spaces that are right in that area. We've got cultivar that this whole commission voted on. To stay open till midnight we we need parking so there's a big difference between 33 12 22 so I, w- I would be comfortable i mean we could we can't do the math here is is the problem so i don't know how to solve for that
0: well but let me add can i ask you this question yeah. you can't solve the math here but the reality is is it, uh the plan we had in july took out uh 38 yeah and the enlarging the plaza and providing drop off is going to take out spaces we're, they're, they're, we're, the, the geometry of whether they can try to restripe it or get whatever there that with. Uh, we're going to lose some spaces in order to do this, no matter what we do. And they're there. They came back and maximized the number of spaces, whether uh, whether it's 14 or 13 or whatever. The only way to get more is to squeeze down the new plaza even more. That's the only way to get. more. But what about
6: this There's east side lot or this east side sidewalk? east side sidewalk?
0: The east side sidewalk is where we're going to put angled parking in and and we can narrow the sidewalk to make the angled parking work. But it, it, eventually yeah. the, the you know. There, there needs to be some sort of sidewalk there because people walk from parking so, lot too.
15: Can,
3: can we just pull up the slide that shows that area again, just so we're all looking at the same thing and everybody in the audience or at home um, is following us. If we can just zoom into that, the uh, new sidewalk area. Thank, thank you, whoever's piloting. <laughs> thank you, Director Phipps. So I I think uh, what we're I think where we're going, and I'm paraphrasing, so everybody correct me is either uh, reduce the width of that sidewalk or eliminate that sidewalk to achieve a, or reclaim parking that's been lost. Um, I know that that I recognize what uh, Director McGowan said in terms of he would not necessarily recommend that, but um if we could think about incorporating some of that wayfinding that was so well articulated in this presentation on the sidewalk that leads to gabrielson park and in, in conjunction with that we have low rise vegetation and perhaps no trees there then maybe people would be would see that there's actually a path there to get where they need to go um uh, I, I would certainly be in favor of that. It achieves what we're looking for f- to recover some lost parking. It achieves, you know, our principal goal of, you know, uh, celebrating view corridors um, that we've talked about over many years and many hearings.
0: Uh, Becky, can I ask you, what is the width of the sidewalk uh, that you're calling the east side, which is really the north side?
3: Um, it's five
17: feet wide.
0: It's five feet wide, so So we can't go any less than that. And there there seems to be a a gap between the sidewalk and the curbing. How wide is that?
9: Uh, That gap that you're looking at there, that is the gutter pan and that's two feet. Uh, But that's counted for the width of the parallel parking that you have there. So that's not a feature that we can.
0: Okay. Um,
3: And this is one way traffic in this um, particular um, aisle. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And what's the width of the other areas? I, I, I see one, like you have a, a you have a, an arrow towards the bottom, right? What is the width of that 20, is, is it 20 feet? I can't read it from here.
9: I, I guess I'm not sure where you're looking. Most of the drive aisles where you have back out, where you have vehicles backing out opposite each other, it's 22 feet
17: is, is 20. the distance that you need.
3: Okay. And you've got 30 here. We have 30 here, correct?
0: Okay. All right. So I, I would think that that can be reduced. I mean, if the uh, emergency vehicles get can get through the 20 feet, then it's the turn that that you're talking about. Um, I mean, I, the, the more I look at this, um, commissioners, the the lot is how big it is. Other than this sidewalk, whether it's in or out, they only can get so much parking out of the area and so, to get more parking, we're going to reduce the size of the plaza. And so, and I think we've already reduced the size of the plaza. So, I think, you know, we, you know, if we go back to July, we're going to lose even more spaces. Uh, this seems to be with some angled parking in this area, uh, uh, the, way, the way to do this. Um, you know, uh, it, Becky, let me ask you this Is there a way to move, a, move that sidewalk a foot closer to the bioretention? and then uh, make the bioretention longer slightly?
9: Well, yes and no, like we could we could certainly construct, we could push that sidewalk several feet plan north if we wanted to, however, during a previous uh, planning commission meeting leaders re- and yeah, it's planning commission, we'd received feedback that basically the edge of the existing parking lot, which is represented by, you see those little light gray dots, those are like the, the rope fence, that we were not to do any hardscape improvements outside of that boundary. So if we want to um, sort of walk back that limitation, then yeah, we could push that sidewalk a few feet north. We can you know, narrow up and reduce the size of that buyer retention a little bit. And that could buy us the real estate that we need for the angled parking. I'd want to look at it though. We, we had studied with this configuration, the angled parking, and, and we didn't see a way to make that work readily. Um, but we would have to encroach past that rope fence which was previously sort of a a line that was drawn in the sand
0: understand i mean my issue honestly is you're not going to get people to walk i I walk through Gableston park along the water and i walk along the thing from the spinnaker but once you get up to that corner you're going to cut through as as director mcgowan said you're going to cut right through the center of that parking lot if there's not a sidewalk and so you're not going to get people to to walk uh, walk around that that are coming off the ferry and getting to their cars. I mean, uh, if somebody's a tourist and they're they're walking around, yeah, they'll go into Gabrielson Park. But that's not, you know, the sidewalk helps with that. Uh, so, so so
3: chair, where are we? I don't want to get too far in the weeds. Um, well,
0: I I I would like to try to c- convince a couple of you that we need to move ahead so we don't continue this yet again because uh, we're going nowhere uh so that's what i'm trying to do but if i'm short of that uh i, I you know we're not going to get we're not going to be unanimous on whatever we come out with it's yeah. clear that uh, two of us want to return back to where we were in july it's clear that a lot of the public doesn't want us to go back to what was in july it's clear the people that worked on the long-term plan don't want this plan or the one in july and they want to go back to, uh, to the phase one phase two plan so we're really nowhere that's incorrect. Uh, well they yeah i I think well let let
3: me let me let me try to take a stab at something here okay Okay. so um if if we were to condition an approval this evening to um uh first of all recover parking that has been removed here and we're going to particularly maybe uh identify the what we're calling the east side, uh, where that new sidewalk is, that area seems to be the best area. So we want to recover as much parking as possible there. That is assuming a loss of 22 spaces and not 34 or some other number. So that that is based on that Assumption. So
0: wait, 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 let me just clarify saying. So we're losing 22 now. We'd be losing less than 22 with co- correct, result. correct.
3: But th- this is assuming the base of losing 22 and not some other number. Because we
0: have to assume the consultant. But we have
3: are. to assume. Okay. So w- so that that would be the first condition, right? The 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 second condition, and again, um, th- this is just the trial balloon here, is to uh, reduce the. The height of the plantings at the east side of the parking lot against Gabrielson. So, so we are main, we are uh, in, we are maintaining or improving. Actually, we're improving the, the view corridor there um, to encourage people to uh, w- use the park for um, pedestrian crossing in that area. We um, it, this would also um, assume removing those trees uh there as well uh we would uh encourage any kind of we could consider moving the drop-off that is in the parking lot moving that onto el portal to maybe get a couple more spaces there uh, if we wanted to do that um, and i would also uh, just uh, try to convince the rest of the commissioners here and i'm not trying to put my back to you um to minimize some of the trees in the plaza, again, to use that space more effectively. Um, is that enough of a condition regarding the parking uh, to satisfy uh, everyone's concerns?
0: I'm I'm a little confused about one of those. To reduce the height of the plantings. Becky, isn't the bioretention area taking out the plantings between and park it, it and is but it's it's
3: replacing stuff
0: with low stuff it's all but you've got
3: stuff. trees there too those aren't low are they they're high
0: aren't some of those trees coming out
3: that's right. what i'm proposing
0: no but I, I i think they're where the bio retention is so that maybe the plan so
3: in in the in the plans it's
0: in the plans, showing are
6: new trees, trees that are not currently in that location unless trees. they're meant to be shrubs
0: yeah
3: i'm saying no trees
0: there is what i'm saying um, no i understand but i i becky can you confirm that there are those trees that were on there weren't were actually part of this project because i'm not sure that they are and I'm, I'm sure i think they're they were just sort of illustrations not actual
9: there there's existing trees that would need to be removed and then we had proposed new trees in that area and so it sounds like the the solution here is re- continue to plan on removing the existing trees but do not replace any trees in that area
8: yes your commission also asked to put trees in that area in the last meeting so that it would obscure the uh bio yeah no yeah and I that's the, correct
0: on the planning plan and didn't see those trees are they on the planning plan or they're just drawn are they listed uh the species and stuff.
9: Uh, they should be. I'd have to look back at the plan to understand what species they were, but those those trees were intended to be put there, planted there at the request of the commission. Okay. It, the, and
0: I, had, I, I I must have missed it on the planning plan, but okay. So you're and, and Becky you
3: could... and Director McGowan, you are correct. That was something that we talked about last time, but based on this new design. We're trying to be responsive to 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 what we're talking about here in terms of the parking mm-hmm. and the the last potential condition again this is a trial balloon i'm putting yeah, out here is understand. is is to um actually include some of that uh uh circulation wayfinding uh becky and Dr. director McGowan that you had identified in your slides to maybe encourage people to uh use the park uh to to circulate towards gabrielson um uh to be as safe as possible because we were concerned about that with tracy way and we should be concerned about it everywhere
0: um well you asked a question about the minimized trees in the plaza there's four four becky there's four trees in the plaza is that correct
9: yeah correct we we reduced the number to only four trees at this point in the plaza
0: and, and at the base of those trees, there was something in the planning plan that had shrubs. Are those not there anymore?
9: Um, I believe that there's there's some sort of a ground cover that goes in the wells around the
0: trees. Okay, um, um, Four trees is too many. In your Look,
3: if, if you don't like it, take it out. I'm just trying, I'm trying to put a trial balloon here okay. to move this along. And if it's not going to move, then that's fine, too. I'm just trying to bring it to some sort of reasonable conclusion.
0: So, we recover parking, reduce height of the plant, remove the trees that in the Gabrielson Park. What was the third one? The um,
3: wayfinding on, yeah.
0: Um,
3: that would lead people towards Gabrielson Park to circulate. And of course, if you've got, if someone can actually see the sidewalk there and where they can go, then maybe they'll be more, more um, willing to go that way. And I would also, maybe I'd add one more condition and uh, Director McGowan, this is about the parks and rec uh, uh, containers. I would just ask that all of this parking, because we're trying to get parking back, actually be used for parking and not for any of that storage, which I know is considered temporary because you can actually move it, but it's pretty much functionally permanent. So we'd like to just keep the parking as parking and maybe um, find find a a better or or more convenient location for that that stuff in in the future. So, I'll put that out there. You guys, let me know.
0: Uh, her thoughts on those conditions.
6: Can Can we just expand on the angled parking? Um, are we still saying that sidewalk remains?
1: Yes.
0: Well, we maximize. The, we got the engineers to maximize. It, it might include angling at a different angle than you typically have. It'd be like greater angles. They can make get their fire trucks. Through. I, I would leave
3: it to the engineers. If that has to be sacrificed for the parking, the parking is more important than the sidewalk. So that's the priority. If they can keep both, great. If they can't, you know, that, that loss of 14 spaces total would be, I, I, that would need to be the, the minimum goal of getting parking back that's that's where i am at least
0: um so uh well another way to do this rather than taking out the, the, the sidewalk is to say that the plan is acceptable provided we don't lose more than 14 spaces because um, that that'll allow uh, give the um engineers to work with director mcgowan and director phipps to to make it work maximum of 14 parking space loss. Um, your thoughts on the reduction of removing the trees, Commissioner? Sorry.
6: I think they should be removed from the plaza.
0: No, from the plaza or from, we're we talking about the ones on Gableson Park. Uh,
6: yeah, if we, if we either misspoke or responding to the, how that sidewalk is now, then yeah, we could remove those, but I would also further reduce the four in the plaza as well yeah I shade is shade is needed there can I be agree. there are other alternatives where we don't have more trees I, down in I, that I area
0: I, Becky can I can you clarify for me I believe that uh, there are trees that, there are benches where you show the line where the that uh, where which are gonna there's trees that are going to come out. There's two or three trees near the kiosk. And those come out because that whole line of greenery comes out. Is that correct?
9: Yeah, that's correct. Well, there's there's a bunch of little little mini trees and, and planters I don't think we're talking about, but there is a tree. Yep. A couple of trees near the kiosk that are being removed. Um, so those those are would still be removed, I suppose, in this
0: case. I mean, honestly, the if you want any shade there. There was like one bench or two benches of the trees. And those have- trees would come out. So four trees, to me, doesn't seem excessive. They originally had eight or ten or something. It's well, I'm not going
3: to get hung up on the trees on the plaza. Just remember, you're, you're on the water. There are lots of birds. And they are going to go sit in that tree where there's a bench underneath. And you can imagine what will happen. So well, I'm true. not for them. But that's, you know, uh, that's I'm not going to get hung up. I'm not going to get... You know, if someone wants to get bombed, then that's where they should go. Um, but again, I don't, I don't want to get hung up on that. Um, okay. I, I want to know if we have the framework of something that is um, palatable enough. I also value very much Commissioner Graff and, and Vice Chair Junius. I know that they're not um, enthusiastic about any of this. And I want to know if any of these thoughts might encourage them one way or the other from their existing views on this.
0: Commissioner Junius?
5: No, I I, I I, do hope you get three votes to do something because this needs to move on, but I'm not gonna vote for that. So um, yeah, just not gonna do it.
13: Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't... Okay. Okay.
0: At this point, I, I think this is a balancing act, and I don't think we're going to, obviously, we're not going to have any vote either way. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with uh, uh, a requirement that they don't lose more than 14 sp- uh, spaces, and we let the engineers figure out how to make the, and we're going to assume that's angled spaces where we've been talking about, and the engineers will work that out uh i'm okay with not putting back trees where the bio retention area is uh uh i think we should leave the four trees and the other thing alone at this point um and i do i concur that if if the city is taking up spaces in this parking lot for containers that we should find another location for those containers so uh you know how how um how big, uh, let me ask uh, Director McGowan, how big are these containers that we're talking about? And what are they for?
8: I think our Parks Department has has them there for the Jazz Festival for moving in equipment and moving out equipment. So I'll have a talk with Brian to see if we can get that moved.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, probably not a great location, but if we do close Tracy Way and maybe we don't need all of the uh, rental bike things that we have. Maybe you can put a container there, but let's make it, let's have it painted, make it look nice. Uh as there are examples throughout the city of nicely painted uh pieces of equipment that don't look like pieces of equipment. Um so uh with those uh uh I did entertain a motion with those, the the two we don't think I don't think we need a motion on the containers for the parks and rec. I think they'll get the message. Uh, uh, on the, the two conditions one removing uh you know uh, reducing the maximum loss of parking in the parking lot to fourteen through use of angled spaces on the north side of the parking lot and uh not putting in uh, everyone keeps saying that but I looked at a north arrow it's okay really let's north.
3: let's let's get back to the motion <laughs> let's get back to the motion uh
0: yes uh, in the location we've all been talking about but it really is north I'm sorry uh um in the, in that area. And secondly, the uh that we will not put back uh trees in Gableson Park. We will just put back low-lying uh, uh landscaping in Gableson Park. With those two conditions.
3: I've got we've got more. Oh, we, we want got to more? we want to add the wayfinding to the oh, sidewalks the, to encourage circulation uh through Gableson Park to lot two or other locations.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. We We'd just like to, uh, uh incur- what is, let's clarify because I won't know what that means. Are we asking them to just identify Gabrielson Park with an arrow or say pedestrians, or what are you thinking so that they know what? I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: like, a, you know, Gabrielson Park or lot two, you know, you can go through th- this not way, okay. you know, uh, um, uh, in the park. I think we want to, um, you know ask and encourage director mcgowan to talk to the bridge district to see if we can disperse uh, the ticketing machines um, uh, to other locations other than just the plaza to make it more convenient uh, and more uh, legible for visitors that are here um, and where they would be queuing okay okay and um, and then i just i think we should Stress that El Portal becomes that much more important, and a drop off there. It doesn't have to be officially uh, a curb cut and all that kind of stuff, but want to want to make sure that that circulation uh, is is important, and that there's signage directing people there. Um, uh, southern Fire had already looked at that when Cultivar was being uh, contemplated, so I'm I'm confident that there's plenty of circulation there for Sutherland Fire. Um, And I think that's probably it.
0: Um, Well, are you you suggesting you're gonna make a motion to this effect?
3: Okay, I'd like to make a motion to approve uh, DPW 03.01.001, which is also APN number 065-073-03. I'd like to make the motion to approve that with the following conditions. Uh, one, to recover some of the lost parking to a maximum of 14 uh, uh, lost spaces uh, in the lot. Uh, second, I would like to uh, condition this to remove um, uh, the trees that, um, uh, at Gabrielson Park around the uh, bioswale. We want all of them removed, whether they're existing or proposed new. And maintain uh, low-level planting in that area. And the third is to uh, continue your wayfinding signage program uh, to the sidewalk area uh, outside of the Yacht Club, but towards Gabrielson Park to encourage um, uh, pedestrians or those walking their bikes uh, away from the ferry uh, to use that area instead of the parking lot uh, to reduce any issues regarding um, concerns of safety, uh, et cetera. Uh, And then finally, just uh, encourage and and make note that El Portal becomes that much more important and potentially a second drop-off location. Um, uh, Not that that needs to be part of the scope of the work, but uh, that 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 would be encouraged as well as a a second access uh, to the area. Uh, As it relates to, uh, I just want one clarification before we take a vote. Uh, The comment that was made by HPC and the location of the fountain. Uh, I would just like to ask uh, Director McGowan and Director Phipps if you could just please confirm um, the location of that fountain as it relates to HPC or whatever they um, commented on regarding that.
2: The current, thank you, Commissioner. The current proposed location of the fountain is in line with the HPC recommendation to the commission.
3: Thank you for the clarification. Um, so with that, that is my motion on the floor
0: okay uh, thank you commissioner feller is there a second you can second can't you uh i can i i i will second the motion uh further discussion about the motion? No. uh Commissioner commissioner uh, director phipps can you take a roll call vote
2: yes thank you chair commissioner sad yes commissioner Graf. no commissioner feller yes vice chair junius no Chair Luxenberg. Yes. Motion passes.
3: Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, We're now move on to item seven B. 46 Curry Avenue, uh, and uh, Matthew.
2: Yes, we have planner Matthew Mandich joining us this evening. He'll be leading the item in connection with 46 Curry Avenue. Matthew, uh, I believe that you have a presentation.
18: Yes, and I do. The floor is yours. All right. Wait for that to get loaded up. Thank you very much. Hello, commissioners. On to something very different. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. Um, hopefully a little bit more straightforward as well. Um, so uh, the item before you today or this evening is um, a design review permit and encroachment agreement for um, entry improvements in the right-of-way at 46 Curry Avenue. Next slide, please. Um, here's the project location. You can see there on the left the parcel and um, kind of how far scooted up on that parcel the the house is to the to the front parcel line. And there is a uh, a view of it from Google Earth as well. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, the request from the applicant is for the approval of a design review permit and a recommendation of approval for an encroachment agreement to the city council. This is for exterior entry improvements in the public right of way at 46 Curry Avenue. Um, These include replacing an existing 300-square-foot parking deck, replace a wooden staircase with a new metal staircase and landing, replace an existing paved entry courtyard with a stone-paved courtyard, clad existing retaining walls in wood, and construct a new six-foot-tall privacy fence both at the front of the property on the west elevation and uh, on the north side next to the neighbor at 50 Curry. Um, Finally, there's also the request to construct a new 32-square-foot trash enclosure that will be included in that front fence next slide please Um, these are just a few images of the existing conditions at the property right now as you can see um, on the left hand side the parking deck there with a car park there and then um, some shrubs that currently occupy the place where the new privacy fence would be installed next slide please Um, as you enter into the property as you can see on the left this is the current entry conditions that we have entering in from the driveway deck Um, and you can see what state we have going into um, the entry of the house which is one level below street level you can see the uh, original landing deck there has failed and there's now some plywood and a wooden ramp leading down to a wooden staircase that enters into the concrete paved entry area and if you look real hard you can see the front door of the residence kind of between some of those railings there um, on the right hand side next slide please Um, here's the existing site plan as you'll see the property line cuts through a bit of the garage um, which means that the driveway and the entire um, staircase and part of the entry court fall outside of the property line uh, and therefore in the public right of way Um, so that is why an encroachment agreement is being requested for this project Um, the driveway and the height of the fence are what are triggering the design review for this in this instance Uh, next slide please This is the proposed plan, as you see here. Again, pretty simple. I guess I have a pointer with me, if Director McGowan was using, that's great. Um, So here's the existing driveway right there. Um, The new staircase will go down here, Um, landing right there, entry courtyard, and then you have the new trash enclosure, the new front fence and the side fence. This railing will also be replaced as well. Next slide, please some elevations for you here this will be the new eastern elevation or the street facing elevation so where those shrubs were in that image we'll have uh, a new wooden privacy fence here with the trash enclosure built in Um, and here is the garage and driveway deck and new railing there Um, as you can see we have the elevations looking um, east and west from inside the courtyard so this is the current situation right here with the the failing landing and the stairs coming down in the courtyard this is the proposed here as you'll notice in particular You'll have the fence here on the top, um, the new landing here and a new um, metal staircase. Next slide, please. Um, Just a couple more elevations for you. Um, These are the north and south elevations. This is the current situation looking to the neighbor to the north at 50 Curry. There's currently just a wire fence right there. That'll be replaced by a six foot tall wooden uh, fence here um, as well, staircase leading down. And as you can see here, current situation garage, current stair set, and proposed situation with back of the trash enclosure, entryway, gateway here leading down to the stairs, new landing into the entrance of the residence. Next slide. Um, It does fit with other fencing systems in the neighborhood. This one in particular is really just down the street and it's very similar. It's about um, four or five houses down at 3436 Curry Avenue, same block. Um, The new entry proposal will be similar to this coming off uh, the, the garage and the driveway here privacy fence gate going downstairs as you can see 244 and 210 Glen, which are down at the bottom around the corner from the end of curry similar systems here a lot of the houses on especially on the downsloping side of these blocks, because the residences are one below street level and the garages at street level, uh, a lot of them have come to kind of fencing solutions with the gate uh, coming off the driveway here leading down It's just a safer and more aesthetically pleasing uh, dynamic next slide please. So, uh, based on that, staff recommends approval of the design review permit and a recommendation of approval to the City Council for the encroachment agreement. Um, Staff finds that the proposed project is in conformance with the required design review findings in the municipal code. And also that the project is in conformance with the encroachment agreements findings listed in the municipal code as well and support a recommendation to City Council for approval of the encroachment agreement. Uh, Approval, of course, is subject to the conditions of approval that are listed in the draft resolution. And with that, we'll take questions.
0: Uh, Thank you. One clarification is there was a condition added with regard that it should be built to plans, a standard condition, and that was reposted. Uh, So for anybody that did it over the weekend, that, that has been changed. So that is now in there uh the other questions we had any comments from any neighbors butters
18: anybody on this project? no no comments and any public notices went out or anything like that no emails nothing (laughs)
0: okay thank you very much with this we'll have questions of staff before we have the applicant present uh questions No. no uh with that uh the applicant can come and present uh you have 15 minutes to a presentation if uh, or you don't need to, you don't need to present, but, uh, uh, but if you want, you want to present, you can. Well,
2: yeah, I'm Drew Freeman, um, owner of that house, and um, I've been living there for 35 years. And, um, you know, it's just kind of taken a long time to get this done, you know, because I we haven't had a, a front because when the house was built, it needed to be put closer to the street because the neighbors didn't want it obscuring their view. And so we ended up with a big backyard and no front yard. And so this is gonna give us a little area that we can walk across and you can actually see over the house and see the bay. And so it's, you know, really pretty. Um, And then it just opens up the area outside our front door because right now we just have those stairs coming down right in, you know, in front of the door. And so it's just gonna give us a a larger area in the front. Um, And so I'm just real anxious to get it done.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, questions from the applicant? Nope. Okay, I'll close uh, close that and we'll open it up for public comment. Uh, are there any anybody on Zoom? There's nobody in the, in the room that, at the moment that's raising their hands. So. The,
2: the audience has thinned out significantly, Chair. No raised hands, no speaker cards, looking at the Zoom application, seeing none.
0: Okay, we'll close the public hearing portion and I'll look forward to a discussion or motion.
5: Um, i'll start um, chair thank you chair um i i go by this i go by your house a lot i live up over on toyon off of toyon so i, I drive up and down curry a lot and i've i've always wondered you know when you were going to be here <laughs> so <laughs> um i i didn't realize it was so cramped and crowded there but um, i certainly think this is a pretty much of a no-brainer um i hope the other commissioners agree so um, i'm just going to go ahead and make a motion to approve with the conditions as outlined by staff
0: yes second that. Yes. Lots of seconds. Okay. Yeah. Uh and uh uh any further discussion. Uh with that uh, com- uh director phipps please take the roll.
2: Thank you, chair. Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graf. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes quickly.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
3: Motion to adjourn.
0: Second. Uh, all those in oh,
2: favor. Aye. Aye. aye.
0: Thank you all. See Thank you, you in staff. Support.
1: Thank, Thank you. you,
2: commissioners. Have a great evening.